Today on the Little Dum Dum Club, a brand new episode with guests Sean McAuliffe and Tony Martin. We have our big live episode coming up very shortly, October the 22nd, Saturday, October the 22nd, at the Comics Lounge in Melbourne. Melbourne. It's in Melbourne. Yep. LittleDumDumClub.com for tickets. It's our 12th birthday show slash... Oz Comedy Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Mm, first ever one. Yep. Of many, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long, mm. illustrious line of, uh, yeah, ceremonies to come. So come and check that out. Be a part of history. Big, live, fun come Saturday and, night come show. Come and see all all of the nominees yes. live on stage. Yep. Maybe we'll induct all of them at once. Yep. We, we couldn't choose who should win. Just like, you know, one of those weird religious types that just dunk everyone in the river at once and go, you're all baptised, oh, guys. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. let's do that. Let's get a big pool set up yep. at let's, the front of the stage. Let's get the, let's get the taps running in the bathroom <laughs> up at the Comics Lounge and do that. Uh, LittleDumDumClub.com for tickets. We'd love to see you there. But until, uh, we'll talk to you more at the end of the episode, but until then, enjoy this new episode with Sean McAuliffe and Tony Martin. <laughs> Hey, mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasselow, and with me, as always, the other half of the program, Carl Chandler. Good, oh, my Lord. Very, very special episode today. Two great guests. Please welcome back into the Little Dum Dum Club, Tony Martin and Sean McAuliffe. Yes. 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 Two Thank of the great minds in Australian comedy, plus we've got guests. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Hello. Yeah, yeah. Can I just apologise at the very beginning, uh, your 500th show, which was for a live audience, Audience. Mm-hmm. You had thousands of people there. In which theatre was it? The, the Athenaeum. Athenaeum. The Athenaeum. Yeah. I, I still don't know. You asked me to come on to the show and I said, yes, I'd be delighted. And we worked out a bit and everything. And then I said, it wasn't that I forgot. I just got the date wrong. And I think, I'm Tommy, is that right? Did I ring you up the next day or something? You, so we were doing the show. We were doing the 500th episode and the 600th episode back to back. You were going to be on in the 600th episode. Mm-hmm. We're in the break in between the two of them. It's very hectic. There's a lot of moving parts in the show. We're running around and all of a sudden we're like, where's, where, I wonder when Sean's getting here. And I don't, I just communicate with you over email. I don't have a phone number or anything like that. So we're just walking out going like, I guess we just start the show and we were getting friends of ours backstage to just be like, I guess just motion to us if Sean turns up and we'll just do the bit then. And then uh, a week later I was, uh, I was in bed (laughs) with COVID and I got an email from you being like, yeah, we're all good for tomorrow. So uh, yeah, I'll see you at the theatre at about two p.m. Yeah, and, and we'd like, been the week before. We'd been like, you know, we never announce who's going to be on as guests at live shows. So, just but we'd, as well. we'd been yeah, we'd been particularly <laughs> saying sort of, oh my god, we've got a real ripper for you this week. And so midway through the show, I guess people were just going. Nick Capper, I guess, is the great one. <laughs> the great get, I guess. Is that what's happening? So yeah. who ended up filling in for Sean? Um, Husey just uh, Husey? yeah got the got the wig on. It was just and, passing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, we anyway. had we had plenty on. Look, we had heaps and heaps of guests. Like to be fair, I think we had about fifteen guests on. I was in charge of fourteen of them. They all turned up. Tommy had one in charge of. Yep. And yeah. Um, yep. So I don't blame you. There was he had a lot on his plate. Well, yeah. look, I'm grateful that Tommy that, that you actually told me that it had been the previous week because you could have easily let it go and I could have turned up and you know that would. Have been <laughs> anyway, I turned up. If folks listening, I turned up half an hour early. Yep. Uh, yes. To, to here Maybe now, right getting now. ahead of the game. Uh, so yeah. uh, just to make up for it. I did like that as well, though. Like, So the, uh, we were, uh, you know, we were a bit disappointed, but that's fine. We had plenty on. And we were like, oh, well, that would have been nice. And then I think when you had your communication with Tommy, uh-huh. you were like, sorry, I didn't turn up. And then he was like, well, we've got another one next week. You're like, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there was a good reason. I well, people, definitely uh, owed you. 
People who were listening who were at that live show might be thinking, um, oh, wow, what a shame. Would have been awesome to see Sean McAuliffe live at the Athenaeum, you know, wish we had have seen that. But to all of the people that listened to this that weren't at the gig, Sean's bit was going to be a wordless cameo where you were just going to walk out with a drinks tray and spill it. So <laughs> people just listening over the audio medium, you uh, going like, yeah, we didn't miss out on anything really, right. just just a, purely on the now, podcast. Yeah, now I can see why you didn't bother turning up because that's <laughs> I, I figure they're going to hear me anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> added bonus, they won't see me. That, that would have been interesting because we did, because of the, the type of listener that we attract, I guess, we... Uh, the the theatre did run out of drinks, so there right? could have been a chance you would have just dropped a tr- an empty tray, yeah. making it an even more pointless <laughs> expedition. No props whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, a dry bar for you to yeah. turn up to. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of glasses or bottles breaking is one thing, but just a tray clanking. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be. That sounds good. That sounds good. That Tony, you you know, you're a master of radio. The sound of a clanking tray, <laughs> the, the the hollow tinny noise of a dropped tray, it's great always sound. makes me laugh. It's yeah. always. <laughs> <laughs> but is your podcast? You don't film them when you do a live one. No, them on. no. I do love the whole the 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 idea of what people think podcasts are. Now, I was in a pub the other day, and they had on TV. What is it? The Maddie Johns show? I think there's a, is a Maddie Johns oh, yeah. NRL yeah. player. That's a TV show. Yeah, it's a, so it used the, to be a TV show. Yes, yeah, so it was on TV as I was eating my lunch. There was it, it was branded down the bottom the Maddie Johns podcast, and I'm watching it on TV going. Well, it's more than a podcast, isn't it? Like if it's on TV. But then they're playing footage from the weekend, just action. I'm like, I think you guys have missed the whole point of a podcast. Like, how am I watching it? And if this is a podcast, they're just playing rugby. That's not going to translate to the podcast, is it? But there was actually a big article in The Guardian quite recently about how podcasts on YouTube are becoming the most successful podcasts. I'm going, but... It's just a TV show. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? yeah. It's just a yes. really cheap TV show. Yes. Yeah. So, what's the difference? And presumably, it doesn't have a time limit. Is that the major difference I'm not sure. in that case? I, th- I think it just lowers expectations. I think that's it. I, don't I know. think when they see no set, it's no a web action. Se- it's a web series. Yeah, but it? you're losing the theatre of the mind. You're losing the the uh, appeal of the drop tray of drinks, <laughs> which works so much better in your, yeah. in your headphones. Well, Sean, you've wrapped up mad as hell. Everyone's wondering what next, and I spy a podcast in your future. I oh, think the dropped the I dropped tray cast. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I look. You know, I I don't want to add to the number that are around. I don't know whether I could possibly into that market that feels very full at the moment mm. yeah. Um, yeah even even the the whatever the vlog cast or the i was at the airport coming back from perth getting on the plane and somebody asked for my autograph which is a novelty yeah, these days. you don't often get it but there was a selfie involved as well and an autograph and he already he has a silver pen with him and he was using black paper and i thought well that's interesting okay. he's come on very well prepared that's yeah. gonna look quite professional uh and i didn't mind doing the, i didn't mind doing the selfie or the autograph and I asked, and then he asked me to sign another thing, and I signed that. And then he said, "Oh, just a few words, because I'm running. I do have a blog." And he wanted to, oh, an he, interview. Yeah, he wanted an interview. He had a, a little digi, a little digi recorder, and he wanted to interview. And I thought that's too much, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's that, a lot. This is now a, turning into a work. You're in danger of missing your flight at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A real show bag. You, yeah. you, that's the Sean McAuliffe show bag. The autograph, the selfie, a couple of words. And this is just like a punter, just a regular person. So uh, look, if he's you know he's he's up and running, I don't think I don't think the world needs me. Yeah, I'd love to bring back the uh, getting the getting the signature, the autograph on the glossy headshot. Just. 
Oh, yeah. Just yes. walking around with a few yeah. glossies of people mm. you think you might run into at any given moment. <laughs> really? Bumping into Sean at the airport right. and being like, hey, I do, I do have right. one here in the stack. So and when you like go, rifling through. When you go to different suburbs where you know, like, where people, like, if, you, if you're walking through Richmond, You'd have some pictures of Hamish and Andy, maybe, because you've, you've got a fair idea that they live there. Yeah, yeah. Hamish yeah. used to live around the area. Yeah, maybe yeah. he's kind of back yeah. sniffing around again. Yeah. I vaguely know where Tony lives. You know, yeah. I could, I could. Are they four by two? Four by twos? Is that what they call? Or is that a length of? Pl- is that a length of timber? Plywood. <laughs> <laughs> two by four. Two by four. plank from. Get your headshot printed onto a slab of timber. I do that. What about? Have sign. you been asked to sign someone else's? Uh, product. I've had that. I've been in an airport and someone uh, goes, oh, can you sign this? And it was a book about Shane Warne that they were reading. <laughs> oh, really? And they just go, oh, this is all I've got. So you're, I'm signing the, an inscription in a book about Warney. I did. I actually, I remember uh, this is when I was a student. Uh, and so I'm like 18 at university and uh, Spike Milligan was down at Standard Books just off wow. Rundle Mall and uh, he had a queue of people of some one of his latest, the latest instalment to his war diaries, I guess it was. And I had, we were doing Aristophanes the Frogs, you know, that was our Footlights production. And that's all I had. So I said, I, I queued up, I just want to meet him. And uh, he, uh, I said, look, I'm sorry, I, don't have, I haven't bought your book. I didn't bring my wallet with me. Uh, could you sign Aristophanes the Frogs? And he did. So okay. he, he, write, he writes, uh, Touchon, which he misspells, S-E-A-N. So that's his, the way his son I think it's spelled right. Touchon, you cheap bastard, Spike Milligan. <laughs> Great, much good. better. Yeah, yeah much yeah, better. Yeah. Much yeah. better. It's I've got great. a copy of a Mario Brothers video game here that I got Ronnie Chang to sign. Really? That I yeah. yeah. Oh, we did it on the pod. Oh, okay. I keep meaning to put it on Instagram and yeah. just see uh, on uh, eBay, right? And just see if there'd be any interest. Well, yeah. I got on the on the McAuliffe tonight, which was my short-lived Tonight Show mm. on Channel Nine. Tony, I think uh, oh, you you, you might have you might have helped with the DVD commentary. I can't remember. Aria award-winning. Yes, indeed. Fine. Oh, really? I got it. I got Best Shane comedy. Shane Warren to sign a hockey stick. Yep. Thinking exactly the same thing. <laughs> Sadly, by the end of the show, it had been stolen. It had, somebody had already taken away. So oh. so popular was anything to be shown, signed by Shane wow. Warren that, that that went. Which, which would have, a pity, not that I would have tried to make money out of it, but it would have been just fun just to have such an odd thing signed yeah. by Shane. I would love to know who's got it Someone's now. got yeah. it. And someone, yeah. Someone's got it in their it cupboard. Yeah. I'm amazed it didn't come out of the ether after he passed away. Yeah, like, well, if it turns up, if it turns up, I'll, you know. I'd I'll, love to know whether it whether it gets to that point now where it's you know a couple of years in where where it, where it turns from being a hockey stick shamed by signed by Shane Warne to just one day going I think it's just a hockey just stick a- now <laughs> let's just yeah. let's play hockey <laughs> since we've uh, brought up the subject of Warney of course there's the uh, the Channel Nine mini series about Shane Warne coming oh it's kind of, it's being uh, like a like a fictionalized yeah but we've I've been obsessed with a have you seen I think our friend Luke Heggy who yep. we were talking about earlier, he uh, did that thing in The Guardian where it's the funniest things I've seen on the internet. Yep. And he had this amazing clip, and it was from a documentary about Shane Warne, but it wasn't from the doco. It's where that thing where someone's just filmed it off their TV. Yes. So they've only got like the first 30 seconds of it. But it was Shane Warne showing you a painting at his house that he had commissioned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've a talked mural. about this before. It's yeah. so good. It's have we dream, talked about that on this show? His dream dinner party? His dream... I don't know. It's just he he refers to it as, it's me and I'm hanging with JFK. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I'm chilling with the boss. Yep. It's, it's like... And he go and you look at the the he's got like him and about twenty five celebrities, but it's such a bizarre 
selection of celebrities. So he's got yeah, Nicholson's uh, playing poker in the corner. Jack Nicholson, uh, JFK, and uh, Sharon Stone. Yeah, Sharon yeah. Stone is it's, just one it's of these weird. It's like a, a three-year-old's been asked, "Who do you think are the most popular historical figures in the world?" And then name two chicks you'd like to root. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what it is. And then it's sort of painted like, like I think Jack Nicholson has has got a slab of you're VB. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah, been yeah. he's been sent down to the thirsty camel yeah, yeah, yeah. to get drinks for. It's everyone. like he's breaking character. <laughs> Just because Warney's like, well, someone's got to bring a slap. So it's going to be Jack Nicholson. But if you're an artist worth his salt. Okay, so you're a painter and that that's the commitment. Did, did, I'm assuming Shane knew the painter. Is that he's right? a, he's a quite a well-known guy for doing exactly these sort of paintings. So what this guy, I can't remember the name of the guy is, but I know he's known for uh, doing a lot of football club work where they, they sort of jam in, um, you know, a player from the 1930s rubbing shoulders with a player from the 90s and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So he does a lot of big uh, football clubs, sort of like, imagine if Charlie Chaplin was hanging out with Eddie Murphy, that sort of thing, you know, like <laughs> the Hall of Fame of comedy. Oh, now you're onto something. Yeah. Um, well, there was, there's, of course, Edward Hopper's famous painting Nighthawks that everybody knows mm-hmm. of the... Of the, uh, the, the the lonely uh, yes. cafe. This and is a lot worse than that. But yeah. but no, there'd been a version of it after Boulevard of Broken Dreams, I think, where the same cafe was was populated by by those sorts of people. Charlie Chaplin, not Eddie Murphy, but probably Marilyn Monroe, and they're, yeah. they're yep. all there. So is is that the artist, or is this an Australian guy? No, it's guy? a different one. Okay. It's a Jamie Cooper. That's his name. Right. Well, Jamie Cooper. But Can't don't you pull think that one out of here? Yeah, head. I know. Well done. <laughs> Apologies if we've already talked about this, but wouldn't it be great if that was in the Nine miniseries? Just him commissioning that painting, designing it. <laughs> That's a spin-off. Unwrapping yeah, it. Just, yeah. I want to see that be seven or eight minutes of the miniseries. <laughs> but no, we so... do the Warney series, and then the painting, it's its own miniseries. Series like Better Call Saul style, where it's kind of like set before the events of the Warney series. Yes, but it's so dumb to think of like he's going. This is my dream, drinks like dinner party sort of thing, and it's like, but Warney, what are you doing in this scenario? Like you're going up to to Bruce Springsteen and going. Ah. <laughs> Can you do Born in the USA? It's, or yeah. like, what's he doing with these people? The assumption, like all these people, would love hanging out with me. Yeah. It's great, and it, it's a dinner party. It's like a backyard barbecue. Okay, kind of so thing, it's a kind it? of Last Supper, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. All right, yeah. okay. And is, is Warney in the middle of, of the action? Does he have the halo? Is, like, is he in is it? He I in actually it? don't think he's in it. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Just hang it in your house. Sure, that's. I he's guess gone it's, away. Yeah. He's put the house on Airbnb and. Nicholson's just had a party. Uh, what, what I like is that it's all those iconic, you know, Elvis and Marilyn Monroe and all these people. But then it's like there's his vice captain, Michael Clark. <laughs> they're hanging out as well. Um, and then, and then, like that, like you know, Elvis, all these great musicians and whatever. And then there's the lead singer from Coldplay as well. Yeah, just yeah, a couple yeah. of people right. he actually so knows jammed in with some yes. of the biggest icons of the 20th century. It's, you're right, though. It is that's a hell of a commission to get if you're the painter. Like just yeah. imagining that that guy. Would have been working on it for like a very long time. Just you know, relationship with his partner falling apart. Kids haven't seen him there crying, and he's like, "Daddy's busy with his art," and it's him painting Jack Nicholson holding a VP. <laughs> <laughs> Family relationship on the rocks. <laughs> but those those nine miniseries, they always just, it's just by numbers. I always call it the ghost train version of someone's life. You're going, oh, there's the time that happened. There's the time that happened. The ghost train. You know, like you're going through a ghost train of your own life. Oh. Oh, right. So with Graham Kennedy, oh, there's the time he yeah. said fuck on blankety right, blankety. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Right. There's the time. I was in that one. 
<laughs> yeah. said, oh, you were in that? Of course you I were. Was, I was in that Very one. Very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you something weird about that who film. You, well, who did you play? I played Colin Bednall, the who was of Channel 9. He was the head of Channel 9. So the, I, think there were, I think I was joke casting because I'd just been fired from Channel 9 <laughs> after 13 weeks and, and, and uh, with the Tonight Show that we were just referring to earlier. And... Uh, and of course, Kennedy Show had run thirteen years, so the irony was not lost on me that I was the man who was supposed to be orchestrating this yeah. long-running uh, show for playing Graham the Kennedy. proto version of the guy who'd fired you. Yeah, in basically. Present day. Yeah. yeah, in fact, that's exactly right. And, <laughs> and great uh, Stephen Hall was Bert Stephen Newton. Hall was Burt Newton. Stephen um, Curry was Graham Kennedy. But then, am I wrong in saying that Graham Kennedy's boyfriend was played by another Curry brother? No, you. You're quite right to say That's that. That's strange casting, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> really? There's a lot yeah. of ten- a lot of tension in that in that casting, isn't there? So there's there's what? Uh, so yes. his brother was playing, playing his boyfriend. His, yeah. This wow. just seems like the whole production was a front for just someone in at Channel 9's like, you know what would be sick? Yeah. Seeing, seeing two curries go at it. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you wouldn't find that in, in Warney's painting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but the, the weird thing about that was, I mean, it was a, it was a uh, you know, I'll leave it to others to, to decide whether it was a good show or not, but there was another 30 minutes dealing with the back end of Kennedy's career which involved blankety blanks. Angus Sampson was playing yes, Ugly Dave Gray. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and Steve, Steve Curry's dressed uh, as the old version of, um, of Graham Kennedy. And I'm just trying to think who played... Uh, anyway, the whole, whole... Anyway, it was very elaborate, a lot of makeup, and uh, they ended up cutting the whole thing and it yes. was never included at all. There's one shot of Angus as Ugly Dave. Like, there's a pan across the... Oh, okay, right. Like, but it's not a... I don't think he even speaks... No, because I remember him saying he he had to track down Ugly Dave Gray in his sort of Apocalypse Now style compound on the Gold Coast <laughs> to interview him about it. I'm going, what for that one shot? That was nice of him. That was so. That's that's the level of commitment that Angus has to his roles. Yeah, that's absolutely. why he's that's why he's doing so well. Um, I remember all I did when I was in the Cup again with Stephen. I, Curry. I was about to say. Now I watched you recently in the Cup because I was on a flight. And my screen, I don't think, was working. So, <laughs> so then yeah. I was watching whatever the person in front of me was watching. And so I watched the cup with the sound no down. No audio. Yeah, great. The, with the sound down and just watched it. And, and I have to say, without sound, I think you did quite well. That's good. That's a, well, that's just good. Without volume, I, I'll tell you what, I watched Lawrence Mooney was part of it. Didn't think he was as good as you without sound. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think that's some sort well, of see, I would have done great in, in this in this 500th uh, celebratory <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done it very nicely. But I, all I did was, I mean, I, Angus actually went and spoke to uh, Ugly Dave Gray. All I did was ring Lee Friedman right. and say, what does your voice sound like? <laughs> <laughs> Which you don't really need to ask if you're ringing him. You can that's just true. Yeah, yeah, to I'm going to just off your shelf and just read him. over the phone to me for a bit and I'll kind of pick it up. Sean, am I right in saying that your name is misspelt in the opening credits? <laughs> yes. Oh, it is too. It is too. And uh, go, Now that's go, someone everyone can, on a plane can yeah, enjoy. I regardless. didn't need the volume for that one. I did notice that one. The yeah. indignity of having this, they, they, they gave me an extra F at the end of my name. And I, I remember going to the premiere and watching it and being terribly disappointed, but also a bit embarrassed to actually mention it. Yes. I to mention it to Simon Winsor, the director, who then passed it on to, I'm just trying to think who made it. Who made it? Who would have? Who would have been likely to have made the film? Uh, they were connected with the cinema in some way, and I received a hundred and twenty uh, double passes uh, with no time limit on it. it was like uh, it was like going to like winning Willy Wonka's uh, <laughs> <laughs> factory essentially. Uh, 
This is great. So they had a draw full of double passes to whatever the cinema was. Well, a- another trivia fact, in tribute to that misspelling, when you came on um, my show, A Quiet Word, <laughs> uh, we spelt your name with three Fs. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Look that up. So does this mean those two things are now officially not on your IMDb? Because <laughs> it's like a, they're just not, not registered in, under... In case someone is listening to this episode that works for IMDb and yeah. has to do all that work, I'm just wondering whether that, uh, that no, gets fixed up there. on there. I, I, believe- it's, I think it's all in there. So, and, and yes, yes uh, Tony's show also. So I'm, I'm there as, the, as being spelled with three Fs. Absolutely. <laughs> but it is an easily misspelt name. It is. It is often misspelt, mis- often mispronounced, a bit like Rupert Pupkin in uh, comedy. <laughs> I think I'm not in there. I think the my disastrous performance in Sleuth 101 isn't on my IMDb because they spelt my name wrong in the credits. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, so well, you, can put it there. you can put it in, though. You can, you can, uh, oh, it's fine. You don't mind it missing? <laughs> I'm pretty Sleuth? bad in it. Yeah. I'm What's meant to be. Show? It was like Cluedo. It's Cluedo is like a murder mystery thing where you would film right. this, you'd film a whole kind of scripted bit, and then a comedian guest would come on and try and solve the mystery by watching those clips and then also interviewing all the characters in character. We, we talked about this a little while back, and then someone, um, ironically, a little sleuth themselves, mm. went and found the clip. And we were talking about uh, the, the whole disaster of it was you trying to do a Dutch. Accent. I basically got failing. this email that was like, can you do a Dutch accent? Because if so, there's a role here for you. And no. I'm like 23 or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I want the word. I'll figure this out. May, and we, then, may we hear it? Oh. <laughs> I reckon you do it better now than you did oh. because someone found it, put it on one of our pages. And I have to say, without knowing the backstory, if I had just watched that and said, what do you think, which accent do you think he's trying to do? I don't think I would have picked uh, it. Seeing that someone had posted that on our Facebook... <laughs> I had one of those visceral reactions where you just have to walk away from the computer. I was like, I can't watch this. I don't want to be anywhere near it. It's so embarrassing. Having said that, everyone else in that minute minute frame was trying on an accent, and I'm like, this is. A, I wouldn't have put this to air. I don't know what's going on in this show. Right. Yeah, you would be you would be cancelled now if you did accent. Yeah. Can I hear, can I hear the accent? Oh, um, what's a what's give me a line of dialogue? Uh, oh well, let's say. Uh, here is the accent that I did on uh, Sleuth One. What about this? Um, welcome Oof. to the 500th episode of the Little Dum Dum Club. Please welcome to the stage, Sean McCarlow. All right. Uh, welcome to the 500th episode. Here is Sean McAuliffe. There, there we go. There we go. What do you think? That's all right. Just That's edit right. that into the 500. Yeah, episode. sure. Go back <laughs> sure. and do that, and then we can <laughs> yeah. put the clang of the tray in. I mean, I'm about 15 go. years on from when I did the role, so I've yeah. had a bit of time to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> did did uh, John Olb direct yes. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. him making that. Yeah. Director yeah. of Mad as Hell. And uh, yes, yes, we should uh, put him into context. And the uh, and what station was it on? The ABC. It was the ABC? Yeah. Okay. Did it? And how many episodes? Six. I think uh-huh. Cal Wilson. I think more than Cal Wilson. Wilson. More than McAuliffe tonight. Or? No, McAuliffe's only got thirteen. I yeah. hope you know. Yeah, yeah. that's right. right. Uh, nice. But I, I should, I should also. Is it Will Arnett has a show on at the moment? Does he not? Where yes. it's a bit similar to that. Yes. It's called Murderville. Yeah, on a bit Netflix, like, it's but more, it's a remake of a British show. Oh, okay. Um, and it, there's a couple of really good episodes of that. Well, I saw the first one with Conan O'Brien. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, and, but the one with uh, Kumal Nanjani. Yes. Like, I tell people to start with that one because that's an outstanding It's a bit like... It's episode. a bit Not like, all of them are great. It's a bit like Thank God You're Here. 
Yeah, it? it's just open, so it's a detective a show where the assistant detective doesn't know what's going on. Yes. He just has to help Will Arnett, right. and Will Arnett is pedaling at a hundred miles an hour to make <laughs> yeah. the show work. Yeah. you really feel for it. Yeah. I got to, I got to send these guys a clip of me on Sleuth One Hundred and One. <laughs> yeah, so yes. be my ticket to Hollywood. Yeah, get a get a Dutch character in there. Yeah, Sean, you're on the you're on the press junket at the moment. Uh, you got, you've got a book out called Tripping Over Myself, and uh, we've had a few people with books on. Lately, and uh, generally we get the book in advance, but this feels like one of those bad American movies that they don't give the, the critics a preview of, and they just turn up and go, There you go, well, we don't have time to read it. Damn, Tommy, Tommy actually went down, he did a lot of prep, he went down and bought it. Oh, really? Show. Well, yeah, because I was saying to Sean in the, in the beautiful half an hour that we were sharing in my house <laughs> together before we started recording, uh, Sean saw my copy and said, Oh, did the publisher send you that? And I was relying that we've been burnt the last two times we've interviewed someone in the week of their book coming out by yep, the publisher, right. yep. saying they'll send us a copy of the book and just not. And so I went, you know what? It's out now. There's a bookshop at the end of my street. I'll yep. just walk down God and grab myself you. a copy. Well, I hope you kept the receipt. You can take it back <laughs> yeah. after the interview. No, but I, I, I might get Tony to sign it if that's I didn't, okay. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't expect you to, to read it. I, I, and there are, I've spoken to quite a few people who clearly haven't read it. Uh, is it that thing where all of their questions are from literally the first page of the book? Well, you know, you know what? I was on Nova this morning and Pang was reading off the quotes that are on oh the front cover. God. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he didn't even get to open the book. Wow. <laughs> wow. Actually, there's a, there's a, you'd, you'd love this, uh, Tony. There's a, there's a mistake on the cover. On the cover? Oh, hang on. Yeah. Let me pick oh, it. Good Lord. Right. So the, uh, it's, got some, it's got some nice quotes there, including, <laughs> including the word embarrassing by Kate McLennan. It was, that was, in fact, said by... By, by Kate uh, McCartney. Oh, and oh. So, so we've, we've mixed them up. Oh, so it's not a spelling. It's not one the. No, but there is a. Now that's is, embarrassing. There is a spelling mistake uh, oh. on the in the in the photo. <laughs> that in the is photo a fantastic section. picture. I'm looking at a picture of uh, Sean and Francis recreating the film Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yeah. That and you'll see the reference oh. to Francis's Francis Greensald. Yes. <laughs> Francis Greensalad. So the guy, I, the guy I've worked with for like forty years. Um, is, ah. uh, is misspelled. However, you have correctly uh, spelt something that, that was misspelled in my book. Mm-hmm. One of my books, I uh, identified that film as Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, whereas in fact the title is Whatever Happened. Ah. Because the word whatever is actually quite a recent invention. Okay. I did, so I when did this not film came that. out, it was what. Ever. And I Two got it, separate words. I got it right. So That's, there you go. Uh, <laughs> that would have been that would have been the Much like the that, film Ghostbusters, which if you look at the titles is called Ghostbusters. Right. Because <laughs> they didn't in the have, sequel does it become Ghostbusters? They didn't have Ghostbusters back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> what what was, was the recognised industry? Yeah. Speaking of Ghostbusters, I do remember being very, very confused as a uh, a man in my early twenties. Turning on the television one morning and watching. Oh, uh, there we go. The two different sorts of Ghostbuster cartoons. Yes. Well, no, it wasn't a cartoon. It the was a, real it was Ghostbusters. A series with, yes. with Larry Storch, Forrest Tucker, and a, a gorilla called Tracy. Yes. Oh, and that's called Ghostbusters. That was animated. That was, that was called that Ghostbusters. That was called the real. No, no, no. No, it was, no it that was, was called Ghostbusters. Yeah, human right. life. It was, uh, I, think, I think that must have preceded Ghostbusters. Because there's one with Bob Hope, Ghost Breakers. Breakers, yeah, sure. That's. Uh, Something else, yeah. So <laughs> that certainly is. we're going way back in time. Yeah. So Larry, Larry, the road Larry to Storch, ghost breaking. Larry, Larry Storch, write this down. Larry Storch, Forrest Tucker, and mm-hmm. the gorilla. And it was, it was. I thought I that think, was a cartoon. One was called Spencer. One was called Tracy, and and one was what? called Kong. But the gorilla was called Tracy. Okay. And the Forrest Tucker was called Kong. There was definitely two cartoons on at the same time. 
called Ghostbusters, but then one of them was called The Real Ghostbusters because that was the actual one with uh, 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 the licensed characters. But right. then the other one was just like, ah, oh, we'll just see what happens. And, we, and they had a monkey. <laughs> yeah, they had a gorilla. Okay. In there. okay. Wow. Well, I'm Different maybe, time. They must yeah. have, look, it must have been so successful they spun it off as an animated series. But that, yeah, but that, there's a thing of like going... Well, there was copyright law in the mid '80s, wasn't there? Like you yeah. couldn't just but it was like, have a show called I don't know Foot Rot Flats and then have a <laughs> fucking well, robot you me, playing. You and me the going main to the character? ABC and we pitch the real Mad as Hell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't do that, can you? Well, I don't know. That, that it might have like it might have predated it, which might have given it right. So, like, it's like McDonald's and Burger King. I think. There was some yes. confusion, and certainly in South Australia. Hungry Jacks and Burger King. Hungry, ja- Hungry yeah. Jacks, I beg your pardon. I think, I think Hungry Jacks came about as a result of Burger King already being used. Yes. Is that right? Yes. So, um, yeah, you'll find... Uh, and there was that weird part in the, in, the, in the early 40s or whatever it's called where they decided they finally got the rights back, I think. Right. And then went, right, let's start doing Burger King again. Yes, in but, one state only? But something? in Melbourne, there was... Two blocks apart, you could go to Burger King and then to Hungry Jacks. There was a, there was a, wow. the Burger was like, King. There was a lot of confusion. The, All the same branding, the same font, and everything, the same menu yes. and everything. Just two different names, like two blocks apart. One of the Burger Kings was near where I went to school, and we couldn't believe it yeah. when it was opening. It was like America is coming to us, boys. Yeah, right. <laughs> we yeah. got to head down. Yeah, and then just eating in there and being like, oh, it's just the same. And I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I think at that confused stage in in the Australian history of these. Burger, this burger corporation. At one stage, it, there was literally a Burger King just at the Tullamarine Airport because that was international waters. So they could trade out of the airport, but not anywhere else. Right. So if you killed somebody yep. at the airport, yes. Burger King, yes. you would be subject to American law. Yes. Uh, yeah. You would still be, you'd still be committing, what is that? Matri- ma- What's the what's the what's the matricide? You, matricide is Which it? Which means who you killed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you've killed the Burger King. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. regicide. Oh, right. Regicide. There regicide. We go. Yeah. There we no, go. matricide's just killing your mother. <laughs> oh, right. You can do that anywhere. <laughs> That's Burger King. Hungry Jacks is a stupid name for a place to <laughs> eat. Anyway, Hungry Jacks. Really? What? Was that was the second thing that he was. It? Oh, we can't use Burger King. What will we use? Oh, well, that's next on the list. Hungry Jack. Yeah, yeah. Well, Surely that wasn't. Well, why aren't we allowed to? Why are the why do the US get Burger King when we're like part of the monarchy? Yeah, and we don't like. Oh, we right. should have that. Yeah. Name. Yeah. See, that's what they. That's you have to give it to them because we do have the monarchy, and all they have is Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, and people. People shot him. Right, yeah. right. So yeah, that's so cool. people. Was there was over. more than one person. Okay, that's all what right. I hear. Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He, okay. ran, he ran that's to the he ran to the book lepos- yeah. repository. Did you see Whole chapter two, about this in the book, did, which did, I really did, enjoyed? Did you see two people on the grassy uh, grassy knoll on uh, Shane Warne's painting? You, uh, <laughs> there's no way. There's there's no way he could. The angle could have entered the back of his head and <laughs> and the front of his head at the same time. Now that would be a good addition to Shane Warne's painting. Lee Harvey Oswald in the yeah. distance. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know they they do say that they do say that, yeah. like, you know there's a hot, there are films on it. There's you know the Warren Commission. Everybody has looked at that to me it's very simple why the two angles of incident occur in Kennedy's head with the bullet entry because obviously he swung his head around he heard the gun fire what the right. hell's going on there he already got shot in the head turned around to see where it was coming from then got hit in the front of the head okay. perfectly simple <laughs> <laughs> Do you have what's Lockie Cuba Sh- coming on this podcast anytime soon? Yeah, what's for, what's next for Sean McAuliffe? Yeah. QAnon pod. That's, yeah. He's starting up deep conspiracy theories every week. But we must have talked about this. Hungry Jack's a bad name, but for a record shop, 
What, why would you call it sanity? <laughs> don't you find that? That's never been. Am I? Is that something well, I don't understand? Up, being from New Zealand, let's do that. But to clear that? up, I do. I've always found it confusing that it's hungry jacks and even the thirsty camel. It's like two <laughs> two things that are like they should be. Their, their appetite should be sated by the store. Like if you're hungry jacks, yes. you've got all the. Bur- why are you hungry? You you own all the burgers. I'm an outlier. I think hungry jacks is a sick name. I love it. I think it's so good. What's yeah. a jack? I mean, it's a reference to obviously Burger King. Is it the card thing? Is it the card? Is it I the... think it's just the name of a man. That's what's great about it. See, you go in there, you're with the family, you have yeah, yeah, yeah. things to talk about. I've you can al- just I... debate what the name of the restaurant is. I've always wanted a burger joint that makes you think. <laughs> well, thirsty camel makes sense because it, it, you know you don't expect a camel to be thirsty because yep. you've got everything in the hump. So there's a kind of irony there. There's a level of irony that makes sense to me, and I can understand thirsty camels. But I thought camels aren't supposed to be thirsty because they, they, they no, can they go that's, without that's liquid the irony. That's yeah, the, that's he's the, run out. That's the twist, you see. Oh. That's no more cam- water in the humps. It's time to crack open a beer. Yes, okay. That's right. All right. Yeah. We well, you know when a camel, mind you, the depiction of the camel for thirsty camel is wrong because if it was thirsty, then presumably the, ca- the hump is empty. And you know how when the hump gets empty on the camel, it kind of flops like over the flights. side. A bit like a, the comb on a rooster. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's not depicted accurately there. That bothers <laughs> what me. What is he doing? He's wearing sunnies, isn't he? Is he wearing yeah. sunnies? He's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, no, hang on. No, you're thinking of the, you're thinking of the camel that oh, the advertises cigarette. the camel. <laughs> the Joe cigarette. Cool, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. No, you cigarette to, camel. You yeah. You're right, I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza Hut, terrible name. It's just named after the roof. That's <laughs> I, no good. I know. Well, hut. I mean, that, that, that depicts like a uh, an amateur, a bit of an amateur. Hour. I mean, you're supposed to be some Italian cuisine, like something yeah. nice, and then it's like oh, I was in some fucking shanty. Yeah, there's not not yeah. a lot of trust put in a, an establishment like that. I don't. Yeah, think. exactly. I always thought it was an, I, again. I thought it was an answer to because uh, I grew up in Adelaide, and we had the Pizza Palace. Oh, oh, yeah. Which was aiming very high. Well, there you go. That's nice. And I thought the Pizza Hut was an answer to the Pizza Palace. That oh. people thought, well, if you don't want to put on airs and you don't <laughs> oh! The everyman's pizza yeah. place. The pizza right. lean-to. <laughs> that's, that's more the Hawaii, the small Hawaiian for the common man. Yeah. Right. That's right. Okay. And then what's beneath hut? For even when for when Pizza Hut's even hoity-toity. The, the pizza The pizza, the pizza hovel. Pizza Haven is like, that's even above all of them. That's like you've crossed over into the afterlife, right? Yeah. Pizza, pizza gutter. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> pizza, pizza gutter. gutter. Pizza shithole. <laughs> there was Pizza Hut opening in Hamilton, New Zealand when I was a kid. It was a huge deal because it was the first place in town, or maybe in New Zealand, with an all-you-could-eat salad bar. Right. And it was only a week after it opened before there was already reports of families taking along. Tupperware yes. containers, yeah, yes. and just shoveling <laughs> salad into it, taking it home everybody. with them. Also, That's not not a lot going on in that town where you get excited by <laughs> we, by a salad bar. We were so excited. <laughs> it was like the it was the fanciest place to go to. Was if Cobb and Co was closed, you went to Pizza Oh, Cobb and Co was that a themed? That was a. I think they've had that here, haven't they? It's oh, a, we go. No, don't know. It's oh, like a know. restaurant chain that's. All the ads involve stagecoaches. The, right. the impression you got was that you were going to be eating Cobb, dinner Cobb in a stagecoach. Cobb and Co delivered mail, didn't they? Didn't know what <laughs> yeah. Cobb and Co Not in New Zealand, they yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> delivered yeah. chicken palmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can deliver. If you put chips in an envelope, I mean, you can get food out of the mail or something. It's, I mean, that was. It seems to have died out here. The theatre restaurant. That's yes. something that you're. You, you're well, well, we had dirty in. dicks in. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the restaurant chain right. in uh, New Zealand, and 
all I remember about that is you went along and you got a, like a, a chopping board with a slab of beef on it and you're going, well, where's the cutlery? And they're like, oh, there is no cutlery because oh. this is authentic medieval. So you just had to eat a steak with oh. your bare hands. With no knife and fork, no. nothing. And is that step, was that, because I never went to Dirty Dick's. There used yeah. to be one here in Melbourne. No. They wouldn't have steaks in medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, exactly. How authentic do we want to go? They had roast beef. They would have had roast beef. They, yep. wouldn't, they wouldn't have had steaks. Yeah. Have i got to plan a night out at Witches and Britches. I've been meaning to do it for... Does it still exist? I think it's, it's still it, there. I may be wrong about this, but I think it might be for sale. Oh, really? Oh, and once that goes... Because now the, the, the Titanic is uh, has has closed, I think, in uh, it's, town. I think it's up for sale. Well, exactly. So, secondly, Dracula's no. is a hot pot restaurant. Is there, I was going to say because there, there was a, a glut at some point, but now that seems like there's thirty-two. This, this, oh, really? It was when I moved to Melbourne in eighty-six. Why? We counted thirty-two. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Hold restaurants. the phone. There, you're bearing the lead. Why did you count? Because <laughs> we, we no, were just obsessed that makes, with them. That I'll makes complete why, sense. With because Tony. a bunch of comedians, a bunch of comedians decided to start this because there was always an ad for all the theatre restaurants in the age on the page with all the movies. Yeah, and a bunch of comedians decided to start a society called the Beef Eaters Club where every month we would all go to one of these theatre restaurants. But they were insanely expensive. And most of the comedians were on the dole. And yeah. people just were going, I can't afford to go oh, yeah, to say, Roman scandals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, on average, the price goes up when every month Fleeties turns up and, oh, I forgot my wallet again. <laughs> exactly. He was in the Beef yeah. Eaters Club. One of the first writing gigs I was ever offered in Adelaide before I left the law to pursue a career in the, at the circus was to write the show, write a new show, because they weren't happy with the one they had, for Night Train Horror, which was, wow. in, which was in Hindmarsh Square. And so I was invited to go along and watch it to see you know, what there would be usable or you know, <laughs> salvageable. And I was so embarrassed by the night. The, uh, the MC was a fellow by the name of uh, Hannibal Lecturn. Oh, great! <laughs> <laughs> Was he in a giant lectern <laughs> costume? Yeah. Well, you know what? There was apart from the surname, there was no other reference to lectern. Yeah, what's right. a character? It's, it's like a public speaker know. who's a yeah. cannibal. No, yeah. he's thinking, doing lectures about yeah, cannibals. He eats microphones. No, no. It's too much. No, you've gone too far. That, that, the, what, the blue sky session, they had to come up with the, the name of the character. They did not go beyond putting an N on the end. Yeah, that's one letter. Yeah. Did they? Did they employ Frank Jacobs from Mad Magazine or something? Because that's the sort of skill. Yeah. Involved there. It, it was that it was that level, but this this uh, the I well oh, sorry uh, they come out and sing Monster Mash or something like that, and you know <laughs> yes, it was just a bunch, bunch of songs. And, and you're uh, sitting there with your notepad, cut Monster Mash, well, yeah. dead white. The thing, you know what? I might have even considered writing it if they hadn't tried to get me up to dance to do, to do uh, oh, no. time warp. I think it's it was. always the time. So warp. I'm being, I'm being a couple of couple of vampires are trying to pull me up on stage, and I didn't want to go, and I just said no, and I really had to say no and refused to do it. And it kind of spoiled the mood for the yeah. the two hens parties either side of us, and uh, and then I just never. Got back to them. Never spoke to the guy again. In fact, I think I saw him two years later in the queue at the cinema, and I just can't. We had to look away from each other. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. And then, um, and then I don't know. Several years later, when I was doing Full Frontal, Gary and I had written a, a Creepy Spooks, which was a parody of that night. Yes. Um, uh, which, which we, we had, we had uh, uh, you know, Kitty Flanagan. Good cast. Kitty Flanagan was in it, and and somebody. 
Oh no, this was in this wasn't in Full Frontal. This is in the McCallum program. Is, yeah, this yeah, is you the did a behind the scenes theater yeah, restaurant kind right. of thing. And yeah. I remember you had the. Forgive me if I'm fucking up the joke, but wasn't the premise that this little show gets moved to the comedy theater? That's right. But it's on exactly <laughs> the same scale with just four mics in the middle of the stage, and I think a, a single balloon comes That's wafting right. down. At That's the right. End. And somebody and somebody who's been playing the werewolf or Frankenstein for the entire series just goes on without the costume. Just <laughs> not wearing the costume. That's all right. Doesn't matter. Does it? <laughs> well, I, look. It's probably what was the name? Of, what was the name of the the theater restaurant? Uh, it was Night Train Horror. Was so it was one. a horror based? Yeah, yeah. But I don't know why it was called Night Train. It doesn't quite make sense. Is it Night <laughs> yeah, Train yeah. Horror? Yeah. Is, is, is like it on a, a train? Is there? A, it, well, there was no train involved. There was no train. But then you know Hannibal Lecter. There was no le- <laughs> yeah. no yeah. Hannibal podium. <laughs> Just getting words that sound cool and putting them together. Yeah. Yeah. I loved I loved thinking about like when we were in the lockdowns and then they would end and people would get very excited to you know Friday night we can all go out and you know me and my friends we have pubs that we really love and you know so we'd be like oh have our first dinner back at this pub that we all love. But you realise that like every venue out there is someone's favourite. Yes. I just always loved walking around yep. on like the first night out of lockdown and just like imagining someone seeing the announcement and being like, honey, we got to book witches in britches for yeah, this Friday yeah. night. <laughs> Finally, we can head back there for an average Parmigiana and a, just a ripping show. And, and an under-rehearsed show. And a, yeah, yeah, just the cast being fired up to get back up there, yeah. but so nervous. Yeah. And a show with a name that's a parody of something that's just about five years too late. Yeah. It's like Crazy think, rich witches they had. For yeah. <laughs> they had two and a half witches up until about three years ago. <laughs> And it was Nightmare on Bridges Street or something like that. But the worst one, the because we would regularly, if we drove, if we had to drive across town, we go, we've got to go past Witches and Bridges to see what the current show is. And at one point, they had one. This is the worst name ever. Vanity Lair was okay. the name of the show right. because the poster was a parody. Of the Vanity Fair cover with Demi Moore pregnant, oh. but they had like a pregnant female vampire. Oh, okay, so they've got okay. We want to we want to parody that topical image from 1992. Yeah. the the Demi Moore pregnant. Yeah. So what do we call the show? Vanity Lair. Oh God, it's yeah. got. I mean, the number That's of people in this cool. city yeah. that would be very aware of like everything that witches and britches have ever done because they're on like a pretty prominent main road. They've always got like the big billboard up out the front. You know, a lot of people, a lot of eyes on it. Just the ratio of people who are aware of that versus number of people who've actually ever gone to witches and britches in their life. Yeah. Well, I did see, you know, Mike McLeish, who was uh, Keating in Keating the Musical. He did a great one-man show a few years ago about being fired from Dracula's because he was Dracula. And he wasn't able to turn up to rehearsals because he had some gig. And he had the manager of Dracula well, say, yeah, "Exactly. <laughs> well, is it a full moon?" And then he's he's told uh, he literally heard the sentence, "You'll never work in theatre restaurants in this town again." <laughs> and he managed to do a whole show about it. And I always remember him, the line that stuck with me was he says you've got to question your career when you're dressed as a werewolf and welcoming diners. Uh, with a thirsty Merc song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing, because there was so much of a glut of it. Now, it was all sort of like, you know, you, you've got your Night Train Horror and Draculas and Werewolves. Now, with 32, you start to, you know, run out of things you can do without doubling up, because I think they had the Looney Bin. Uh, the lo- that's right. There was one called the Looney the Bin. The Looney Bin that was up near... The, the, there uh, was uh, quite, uh, quite Hunchbacks in yeah. Richmond. Well, yep. that's, that's what I was going to say. That's the only <laughs> one I've ever been to where it's like you're running out of scary historical <laughs> figures because there's not much you can do with 
a guy <laughs> that's sort of tilted over with a big lump on his back and sustain that through an hour show. But the lo- I remember the poster for the loony bin was someone in a straight jacket yes, having course. electrodes. Back when that was funny. That would be, that, I don't know quite, the image would have to be softened slightly these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is this, yeah, is this just an art form that like once witches and britches is gone, is it, is it, is the theatre restaurant just gone in this city forever? I guess yeah. so, because if you think about it, I mean, the, the hunchbacks, again, that would be subject to a yep. certain amount of uh, a certain amount of auditing on the uh, in terms of how offensive that would be to certain mm-hmm. uh, groups of people and so that would be out so you're saying pc culture there has was a lot the of <laughs> there was your roman because there was uh, roman scandals and then there was one called nero's fiddle which okay, was well, in uh, first area. Area. Yeah. that's okay that's yeah. all right uh, that and i remember right. their show the show that ran for years was called up your toga Oh, and I then see. that was replaced by Up Your Toga 2. Yeah. was the yep. sequel. Yeah. There was Alcatraz, which was prison theme. Well, this is this is oh. the natural next step without a TV show, Sean. The yeah. Dungeon. This is your new thing. You started sort of in theatre restaurants. I think <laughs> this is where you've oh, got to go, go full circle here. Yeah, you, make, you actually you secretly write a new show for Witches in Britches. Well, and that, you just don't really publicise it. And just you know what? what I, should, I should basically get on to that guy who... Who asked me to, to yeah. rewrite? Yeah, just to, so the circle could be complete. I say, well, look, I've been working on it for the last thirty years. I think I've ironed out a lot of the problems. We keep Hannibal Lecter, obviously. Yeah, yep. everything else goes. Yeah, yeah. But we no go in with backstory. No insane yep. people. We get him a lectern, so it makes sense. That's what I've been. It's been bugging me for thirty years. Yes, have him stand in front of something, in front of a lectern, yep. and he reads the entirety of Vanity Fair. Yes, there you go. Not the magazine, but no. he, but the nineteenth-century novel. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's written in the font of the magazine, yep. of course. Yeah, that's yep. yeah. Merch merch store on the way out. People can buy their own little lecterns to take home <laughs> with them that have the branding of the theatre. I don't know whether people want to be horrified when they're eating. No, and also Hannibal Lecter is. Is reminding you of cannibalism. Yes. A woman trapped in a pit in a basement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went to medieval times when I was in the States, when I was like 12. One of the best nights of my life. Medieval. We had a Bunratty Castle in South Melbourne that Mm -hmm. was medieval themed. I think, uh, well, obviously Dirty Dicks. What was your favourite of the 32? Uh, (laughs) Starship Crazy House. (laughs) Oh. Tiki and John Starship Crazy House in Exhibition Street. Slow down. (laughs) Starship Crazy House. It was because there was, uh, I don't know who these guys were, Tiki and John. Right. And they had a chain of theatre restaurants. There was one just called Tiki and John's. And then they had one called Tiki and John's Starship Crazy House. question. Space themed. Yep. Catchphrase was, and it's a very hard sentence to say, uh, Join our comical four-course cruise across the galaxy. Right. That was what it said in the ad. And you felt very sorry for the voiceover. So, did that come out of? Is that come out of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, or is that? Or is that I think like? It was just like. Or was it called Aeroplane at one point? <laughs> it changed it to Starship. It's just that thing where it's just everything. There's like Captain Kirk and a Wookie. It's right. just all thrown right. into a stew. What, what was it called again? Uh, Tiki and John's Starship Crazy House. Right. It was on Didn't Exhibition used to be- Street. Jefferson Starship Crazy House. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was it? Was it? So there were crazy people on a spaceship. Yeah, it was just a really crazy spaceship. If the loony things could happen, for you. right, right. It wasn't, but there wasn't any electrodes in the brain, and it was straight. No, that was anything. that was copyright. The loony. Right, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> so there was I do like of, the idea of uh, insane people being in space, though. That's something different, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but there was a lot of. 
competition and we were obsessed because I'm pretty sure I remember this right. There was a court case uh, where Alcatraz, the prison-themed one, and the dungeon, a sort of medieval torture chamber-themed cool. one, mm. sued each other because they both had the same phrase, come and get locked in for the night. Oh. You're going, is that so great that you want to mount a lawsuit <laughs> off the to dance, retain like- it? Has anyone ever trademarked the phrase, the flavour is out of this world, and then have the spaceship? Like, that's the thing that... I saw yes. one of them the other day, I'm like, that is what... When they tried to teach us marketing in Year 7, yes. that's what every kid did, just have a space thing and go, it's out of this world. And I saw it in, I saw it in the wild the other day, and I was like, oh my God, they're getting yeah, a wow. 12-year-old to do the marketing for this product. It's, it's public domain. Again. Yeah, yeah, maybe. It was coined it. so long ago that it's, it's like Winnie the Pooh. Right. Just anyone oh, yes. can use it. It's coming out of, yeah, yeah. But you can't have the catchphrase with the red shirt. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah you can write whatever well, you Well, we're, we're edging around the obvious one that I don't know if we're even allowed to say, Tony. Yes. Which, is, of course, is um, the uh, Faulty Towers dining experience. Faulty Towers, the dining experience, spelt... In the correct way. In the correct way. So they've improved upon the, yeah. the original. They fixed it. Where's they fixed the joke? It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's faulty. Yeah. It's, it's the word faulty now is... They, they, know, they fixed the, the whole show. The main guy's a tall tall guy with a moustache that behaves correctly. You know? <laughs> Business is thriving. Exactly. Just serves you the food on yeah. time. Yeah, it's quite yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Great it's Google reviews. Well. Yeah. People love it. Yeah. It's no dead bodies Never, never had a complaint. Delivered. Yeah. Well, I, we have talked about it many times, but there was was there a lawsuit? Did Tom? Sorry, Tom Cleese. That's the character in the show. Yeah. Did John Cleese? <laughs> did John Cleese sue them? I mean, I, he was outraged, but I don't know if he ever got round to filing a, a lawsuit. I think there was some there was there was some action taken around the time that Cleese himself was putting together his stage show, mm. yes. Forty Towers. I think. Which his his thing was. I remember he came out and was like, "I had no idea there had been a." A group of people taking advantage of my creative uh, uh, invention for twenty years. Yeah, it had been it had been obviously done done the rounds here in Australia, and I think was quite popular uh, around the around certain Asian countries as well. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a show going in Hong Kong. It was he, he completely he completely ignored our hemisphere, and uh, you know, and so I don't know whether he closed them down, but um, oh no, it's still going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he he, he was, came out and tried to do um, that stage show and sort of failed. I think, didn't he? Like well, Stephen Hall was played John Cleese mm. in that, and uh, that would have been a pretty good get for you know. Yeah. I remember thinking that's a, not a bad gig at being having the imprimatur of John Cleese, and I think it toured Australia. Uh, I think, and with a view to it being transferred to the UK, and it didn't go. But to the, the problem is, they yeah. weren't serving a meal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. No one got soup spilled on them, so it was a failure. <laughs> They can't go into towns where the Faulty Towers dining experience has already been. It's going to be too much of a clash. It was not dissimilar in terms of what they were doing, which was basically taking three episodes and stitching them together. Mm. So I think think for those who had experienced uh, the added pleasure of a meal... Uh, what you know, they were getting less. Yeah. That's been going for so long, and why has no one else in that time gone like taken another popular sitcom? Well, we did on. I hate to crowbar in a reference to Sizzletown, but we uh, had them doing um, "Love Thy Neighbor." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe mind your language. Yeah, yeah. 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 What about curry, what about curry and chips? Are you familiar with curry and curry chips? No. It was a Spike Milligan. Yeah. Okay. So it's written by uh, it's written by 
the same guy who wrote Till Death Do Us Part. So it's... Uh, um, um, Johnny Spate. Johnny Spate. Okay, so Johnny Spate. Okay, so are you familiar with Till Death Do Us Part? This is Warren Mitchell. Very vaguely, yeah. yeah. It became was, all it was, in the family. It became, I was going to say, it right. got adapted to that. Yeah. All right, so uh, they're doing quite well with uh, with the, the, the frank comedy of... Uh, yeah. Of Till Death Do Us Part. So Johnny Spate thinks, well, I'll, you know, I'll do another one about race. That'd be interesting. I'll do it about race. So it's called Carrying Ships. Uh, I think it only hit a pilot stage. Uh, so it features Spike Milligan as a Pakistani. So he's, dre- so he's in blackface. And he's pretending, the character is pretending to be Irish. The character denies his own his own you know racial origin yep so he's trying to do it so he's not an irish person pretending to be no 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 pakistani he's He's a pakistani person doing an irish accent that's right so he's he's kind of what i was going for with my dutch (laughs) 101 yeah well it would it would didn't sound dissimilar to what milligan was doing so milligan's milligan's doing this there's a scene in which he he has a scene with uh, alf garnett on a train uh it, it is it is Mind-boggling, and I think it's like 1976 when you think that even then, even back then, people would have known better. How was that ever going to? <laughs> how was that ever going to be a series? Well, I mean, wh- you still had the black and white minstrel show on television. Yeah, that's I, true. I I have to that's true. true. You know, yeah. when I was a kid in New Zealand, like around 1969, when I would have been five, the black and white minstrel show was the highest rating show on New Zealand television, mm. and it's a variety show. Afternoons, from memory, yeah, on the weekend? We showed it like at 7.30 on a Sunday night, yeah. and I think there was only one TV channel at that point, so you had to watch that show, <laughs> yeah. and it's a one-hour variety what? show with why they people doing ratings? in... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, why was it called TV1? That's the name of the channel, and then the we got TV2, yeah. but then... But then what I didn't realise, because that went off New Zealand TV by about 1972, but that show kept going in England till like 1978. And what is amazing to Google is clips of it from like 78 where they're doing disco numbers. So you've now got people in blackface minstrel gear doing like Blame It on the Boogie. Yeah, yeah. Staying alive. It's like surreal. It's like you're watching something that would be on a TV show in a David Lynch film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre. Is this this concurrent with, because there was another another kind of old-time music hall show from England called... The Good Old Days? Yes, it was called The Good Old Days. And they would have people on like Arthur Askey. Would yes. come on because he, he had his leg off by that point. He'd come on and he'd have a fake leg and he'd uh, you know do a bit of a dance and sing the busy busy bee or something like that. Uh, and it was it, they were they were old variety performers, old musical performers right. who kind of were probably probably still quite popular in the thirties, I reckon, thirties and forties. Yes. And this was in the. 70s, yeah, slash yeah. 80s, yeah. We got that was yeah. still playing in New Zealand, like by that was a, by the late 70s. And I don't think there was any any kind of there's no racial slurring going on in that particular no. show. I don't remember that anyway. Not in any songs or anything. Just no, no, just the idea of it, and luckily, absolutely embraced the 19th century nature of it. Yeah. Whereas the Black Minstrel Show, if they're doing disco numbers, it's you've got to YouTube them. No, it's I don't. Surreal. I'm not, <laughs> it's not, I don't want that in my search. It's yeah. not the story. Cranking the views up on that one. Oh. It's not this, and this. I don't know whether this is true or just an urban myth that Lenny Henry, a young Lenny Henry, was on. Uh, the black and white minstrel show, and had to put on white face, and then over that put on the minstrel black makeup. 
Well, if, and the story of Sammy Davis Jr. is he did exactly that as well back in the in the Insane. real world in the when they're actually doing that. That's a long time in the makeup the chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, actually, Lenny Henry does a very. I think it might be his first concert uh, tape. The VHS that was available, Lenny yes. Henry doing a pretty good Steve Martin. Yeah, that's great. That is worth YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's the best ever impression of Steve Martin. Yeah, it's done by <laughs> it's done by Lenny Henry. Yeah, it is. It's really good. If you you know you look away from it and it sounds exactly like him, um, and at a time when Steve. Martin was probably this is probably 1978 something like that maybe 1980 at the yeah. time when Steve Martin probably hadn't even started making films yeah right he was probably just on the off the back of his record albums and maybe the concert show his life stand up right yeah. yeah when he was just a stand up yeah. yeah well um talking about comedy this is the before we run out of time this is this has been our latest little talking of utter stupidity which we've done all all episodes is this your hall of this fame this is our hall of fame so we've on on the very <laughs> I've heard about there's a lot of talk about this. I hear that people are now trying to wangle their way into it. Oh, Am really? I right? Really? Well, well. So we've we we talked about this uh, a couple of months ago about um, the fact that the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just a thing that someone made up and someone owns it and someone makes money off it. There's no, you know, the Beatles aren't controlling it and deciding who's in. You know, it's just okay. some guy in Alabama that owns it and whatever and is deciding who goes in. So we thought, well. What's stopping us from being the gatekeepers? If we can't, if we can't be one of the greats of comedy, why can't we just control who does become the greats of Australian comedy? <laughs> so we we bought the domain OzComedyHallOfFame dot com, oh, and we've been uh, getting on the socials, and we've got uh, trying to get it out there, and we and we tried to make it like a, an interesting bunch of because they 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 always bring out the nominees, so you can vote for who's el- you know who's eligible this this year and all that. So we've got the nominees, we've got. Uh, uh, up for voting is uh, Will Anderson, okay. Carl Barron, sure. Fiona Lachlan, right. Dave Hughes. Mm-hmm. But then, so we don't want to. We, we want to make it interesting. We want to try and, you know, get some fish on the hook and and get some talk and and see if some people react. So then we've got Dame Edna Everidge back to back with Hannah Gadsby. You know the okay. the two greats together. Uh, ostentatious, Dickie Knee, <laughs> Sam Pang and Nick Kappa. So. Um, <laughs> If you want to, so you've uh, got characters as well. So you've got like Dickie Knee and Dave Eddy. You haven't got Barry Humphreys. No, 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 no. Right. No, no. Who's I mean, that? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, I should. I should I, I have, no offence to you guys, but you're not in the list of nominees because no, no. you're not no funny way. enough in the sense that it's not funny enough to have you be yeah, on the list yeah. of no, nominees. No, no, that's a, you're, too, you're too genuinely deserving of being in the <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Like, which kind of goes against what we're doing here. Exactly. Like, you know, for example, we've got. You know, uh, we want to try and we want to try and convince people this is a real thing. So we've got stuff like you know, little synopsises about Will Anderson, stand-up and podcast star, Carl Barron, laconic legend, Dame Edna, man in dress. You know, just li- just little <laughs> bits and pieces that entertain ourselves, but to still keep it, uh, intre- you know, realistic for other people. Because so far, Fiona Lachlan and Ostentatious have taken it seriously and and asked people to vote for them on social media okay. and stuff. So we're really hopeful. Ostentatious. We, we really want to get him down for it. We've had to. We've had a bunch of emails of people saying, "If I come, you know, all these people are going to be there." And I'm like, "Are you really thinking Dicky Knee is going to be 
He's going to be there? <laughs> is that why you're coming? To when see you say Dickie be D? there, we, what is this all leading oh, so to? It's a live event at the Comics Lounge on October a, the 22nd. Yes. We're doing a live podcast, but also... Because we should say we're, we're talking about it on here, but in terms of when we're posting about this publicly, we're trying to have it be separate from us. Yes. We don't okay. want it clear very, that this is a thing well, that we're doing. Away, give it away. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's very confusing. Like to, to, We're talking about it on the podcast. We're not doing it publicly saying we're behind this. We want other people to think this is a legit thing. Yeah. Uh, but then it's very confusing because I've got, I've got two sets of tickets on sale. There's tickets to the Little Dum Dum Club Live 12th birthday show, and then there's a set of tickets to the Australian Comedy uh, Hall of Fame Awards. And so people have been buying tickets on that one, and people have been buying tickets on this one. And l- just last night, I, I reckon it took me an extra hour to get to sleep because I was thinking, what the fuck is going to happen when all these people turn up for the live Australian Comedy Awards or whatever the fuck this is, and then them going... What, what's this podcast? What's... Everyone's going to leave unhappy. Yeah. Sean, if you want to come down and drop a trade, <laughs> seeming like it's going to be an absolute shit show. Well, as usual, I won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, yeah, look, the, 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 votes, the votes are piling in. Like I said, some, some, people are, some people are believing it. Some people are in on the joke. Are you and... getting updates on who's, who's leading the polls? I, or are we not going to know that until... I will say this. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's in such a position where our webmaster has the control of all the votes and I'm not getting the yep. the update. So I should probably ask ask him about that at some we stage. We should get a little update. It would be good to yes. know. But I am. I will say this. Out of all the people, uh, uh, out of all the people that I've named there and, and for all the people who are asking uh, who's going to be there, two confirmed nominees are attending the awards. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dicky knee. So, so, <laughs> so I don't, there's no word yet as as to if we're going to be running this like the MTV Awards and whoever shows up wins. Yep. But uh, yeah. best kiss being inducted into the Australian <laughs> yeah, Comedy yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. are we? Are you going to say who they are? Or is uh, look, I I reckon you can. Uh, I think it's it's better to guess. I think out of, out of uh, reading out those those Aetatious? names. Is, Look, plus one. Look, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His friend Sandy. Him and Sandy Gutman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, now, have you guys, I know a lot of comedians in Melbourne are feuding with ostentatious. It's very cool. It's, it's really a sign that you've made it in the business. Exactly. Where... It's a rite of passage. It's like being asked for $20 by Greg Fleet. You're right. Yes. Exactly. Have you guys had any? Absolutely, yes. Any yes. trouble? That's what started all this because... Every every couple of years, he just pops up and has a big dig at us on, on social media, and we have no idea why. We don't know why Never we're met in him. sites. Never well, met him. Do you want to hear how I got into trouble with Ostentatious? Please. Because I did this story years ago on a website that you contributed to, Sean, called The Scrivener's Fancy. It was mm-hmm. a humour writing website, and I had a, a story called uh, Credit Fluffing, and it was because I'd been on Thank God You're Here, and Rebel Wilson was on, and Shane Bourne had said, and here she is, fresh from co-starring with Nicolas Cage in Ghost Rider. And I'm going, really? And I've got onto the IMDb, and Rebel Wilson was 35th in the credits of Ghost Rider as Girl in Alley. (laughs) I think she had one line, and Nicolas Cage wasn't in that scene. So I went, that's an example of what I was calling credit fluffing. And I used a lot of jokes at my own expense. I pointed out how I love to put that I was in the castle 
on, oh, yes. on, uh, on my resume when, in fact, I'm in it for nine seconds yes. and I have no lines. It's notable, though. But the one I talked about was Ostentatious, who for years, I remember when you used to get the TV Week, which was a magazine, yeah. and he was always talking about how he was co-starring with Sharon Stone in Sliver. <laughs> <laughs> and when it came out, no one could see him in the film. And it was yeah. like, where is he? And it turns out he's one of the people on the screens. Remember how... Oh, Billy Baldwin is, like is monitoring, surveillance. surveilling everyone who lives in this apartment oh. building, and he's got 30 TV screens. And apparently on one of those TV screens, you can see Ostentatious. <laughs> so he's co-starring with, with Sharon Stone. Right. That's very funny if Sharon Stone's like uncrossing her legs and you can hear faintly in the background, oh, well, Wallaby there? <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was the film, so no one I knew could find Ostentatious in the film. And then when it came out on VHS... We all rented it. We're going, where is he? And of course, because on VHS it was in 4 by 3 ostentatious, because it was a widescreen film, was cropped out oh. of the film so you couldn't see him. And it wasn't until it came out on DVD in correct aspect ratio. So I just talked about this in this article amongst a bunch of other mm-hmm. people who had done things like that, including myself. And it ended up in an e-book that I put out that I published myself. So you couldn't buy it in the shops like Sean's book, available now. Mm-hmm. It was just an e-book that I put out. And then when I started on Twitter, which I think, oh no, this was a few years later. So this is about 2012. I get up one morning and there's a tweet from Ostentatious and it just says, Martin, when are you going to write another fucking book about what a cunt I am? <laughs> he kind of rules, honestly. I love it. Yeah. And so ever good. since then, it's just been, uh, it's just been ongoing. On and he's, but he has... What was your response? You wouldn't have... Let that I think one I said go. it's coming out next week. But, <laughs> but no, but then he had... He's probably joking. Is he joking? No, I don't know. But he had multiple... Because I remember at one point... If he's were, joking, he's joking every day. Because this is what he does every day. I don't know how... Like, I think someone, a listener, this shared uh, this whole thing or, or something like this. It talked about how we talked about him. And straight away, he tracked down this listener's phone number and rang him up in a fake German accent and tried to recruit him to the Nazi party or something? Like, Wow. Did some... a, that might be a... Da- look, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It might be a Dada-esque joke. That's, if this is all because... performance art, then he honestly is operating on <laughs> yeah. a he, level his... higher than anyone else. Yeah, I, don't, be, I, don't because... know him, I don't know him at all. He might, he, might be, you know, he might be the nicest guy in the world, but, he, but he's... Spoilers, chari- he's not. His character, he's is an aggressive, <laughs> his character is an aggressive character, so maybe he's just following through. Well, is this we find this out on October 22 when we get him down to the yeah, or, or like is that. it Sandy Gutman? Yes. Is there a delineation between the two, like with Andrew Dice Clay? Yes, is but, but Aust- as you know, like with, with him, it's like the longer you do something, you know, the lines fade, the lines merge. Like if he's if this is a character, he's been doing this for thirty years. This is a hell of a character to pull yourself out of. Surely this is him now. So he, you're imagining him like looking in the mirror every night and being like, honestly, I don't even know where yeah. Sandy ends and Austin begins yes, anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. But is it, is it, presumably the the Twitter account is under ostentatious. Well, that's the thing. I because th- I know people who have ended up blocking ostentatious, and then he comes at them with ostentatious too. Yes. I think he's got <laughs> yes. multiple uh, yes. Twitter accounts. And I, do you remember this years ago? There was a a feud between him and Hannah Gadsby. Live on Twitter. Oh, the, yeah, I think yeah. went for seven hours. Oh, really? They were just going each other for seven hours. What was his complaint about, about Hannah? Oh, it was... Not enough marsupial-based comedy for his liking <laughs> in there? Or? I'm not sure. It was like... 
they were fighting, and I remember at one point he goes, yeah, well, I'll just sit down and enjoy my award that I won for best film at Tropfest. <laughs> and, then, and then she's gone, I've won awards in this century. And it just went on and on for literally seven. And people were calling me up going, are you following this? It was yeah. like a riveting live yeah. sports broadcast. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great because this is what he tends to do is he tends to throw a grenade. I think I'm blocked on every medium because every couple of years he'll throw a grenade at me or us. And then you go back and then he immediately blocks you. And you're like, oh, well, what are we doing here? Like, if you want to start the fight, I'm happy to have the fight. But don't do that. But it is quite startling when it happens. When you've got to write another book about what a cunt I am. I go, whoa, how's this? And then you tell someone, you go, oh, you know, I've I've had one of those as well. And then I think Chris Wainhouse. There's various people who have been in feuds with him. A lot of people. In, In fact, this... I, I, you know, a lot of this awards is based around trying to get a rise out of him, basically. And then, <laughs> and, but then the shame is, I started all this up, and then I've realised because Twitter and Facebook and whatever knows that I, uh, you know, I'm I'm connected to these awards. He's already blocked me on all the platforms, and so it can recognise that the the Oz Comedy Awards is basically me. So then ostentatious can't see any of this stuff anyway, and I've had to like shout out to listeners and go, "Can you pass this on?" Because <laughs> He can't see anything I create. Can you just copy and paste it and send it to him somehow, maybe? So it's a, it's it's hard to get a rise out of someone where they can't physically see <laughs> what's going on. Well, there's a couple of weeks left, so fingers yes. crossed we get to land this big fish because, yeah, getting him into the show would be great. Yeah, well, once he gets great the upcoming result. offer that he's about to get of uh, of a... Uh, of uh, an early, early morning jet stuff like down the road before, <laughs> before the awards. We'll see if he can resist that <laughs> being put up in a two-star hotel yeah, in North Melbourne. Staying at the so. Formula One. Yeah. <laughs> Formula uh, One in Tullamarine. So, you know. Well, we got to wrap up shortly, but I do quickly want to uh, talk about the book uh, before we get out of here, Tripping Over Myself, because, uh, yeah, I'm about three quarters of the way through it. It's great. It's um, Yeah, you basically – I read a thing with you, Sean, where you said you kind of wrote it for – Basically, uh, for comedy nerds, right? It's very like inside yeah, it's baseball. Of, it's, it's the sort of thing I I would have loved to have read when I was eighteen, you know, because I did read all those books. I read all the comedy books. I read all the biographies and all the autobiographies because I was very interested in how you get to yeah you know, there from here, that sort of thing. So it's so I'll, as I'll someone just, who I'll just say for someone three quarters of the way through. That bookmark there does not look like three quarters of the way. <laughs> oh no, that's a that's a thing I was going to read out on the show. It's oh. Sean describing the life of a stand-up comedian from when you used to go to gigs with people that were riding on full frontal with you. Yeah, proper stand-ups, not me. <laughs> and but, how depressing you found it all. I, I, it wasn't. It wasn't for me. I just knew that that could never be. It just seemed like a lonely life to yeah. me. Like, yeah, because I, I was a sketch comic and I'm, you nailed I'm it. just working with other people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm. It's it's so good as someone who like yeah grew up on full frontal and the McAuliffe program and stuff. The all your like behind the scenes stuff about it is great. There's also a lot of Tony mentioned in oh. there. Uh, you Tony mentioned Hill, that. Well, then if you, you can. Oh, really? All yeah. oh, right. Is there an index? Can I go straight? No. You... <laughs> no. Check your name spelt right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you mentioned, uh, yeah, you mentioned that Tony was uh, one of your kind of, uh, and the D-Gen, one of your influences when you were starting out. Absolutely. The Late Show, yes. I, uh, I, I couldn't watch it. Uh, I was too worried about whether it would be funny or not. But yep. I, so I watched oh, it towards, same here. towards the end. 
<laughs> what do you mean you you worried about? Well, I used to I used to get used to I, I loved comedy, but if anyone was about my age, oh, particularly yes. from in Australia, it was yep. like a bit threatening to me. So I couldn't watch Comedy Company. I couldn't watch Fast Forward. Mm-hmm. I kind of just not that I deliberately went out of my way not to, not to watch it. It was just kind of like oh no, and Tone Tone's a couple of years younger, so the, a lot of the. A lot of the DGN slash late show. I, I was the same. I, I couldn't watch full frontal, um, mainly because of the quality. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> apart from your bit, sure. apart from your bit. No, but yeah. lo- also the thing about the late show was it was live to air. So if something died, it genuinely died in the arse. There was no cutting it out of the show yeah. or adding laughs. Yeah. And the, but there was the big gig before that. And were you were you not connected with the big gig? Yeah, I used to write for Glenn Nicholas. Uh, oh, did you on the big gig? I used to write his pate biscuit. To, Really, uh, sort of horrible. It was basically Auntie Rotter. It was basically the Peter right. Sellers yeah, character, right. Auntie Rotter. <laughs> uh, you're very frank about in the book. You'll mention like a a big thing that you did, and then there's always like a half a page of just like who you've stolen it from. <laughs> just this whole book is a confession of stuff that you've looked oh, at yeah, over oh, your yeah, Absolutely, yeah. I uh, look, yeah, and I think you know we're all a product of our influences, and you know you hope at some point you transcend them. But uh, I can watch my stuff now and go, oh well, that's I'm, clearly that's Steve Martin and that's you know John Cleese and I yep. can still see that's it. ostentatious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, one, he had a big, he had a bit, way bigger uh, hit than I've ever had. Yeah. So right, I know, right, yeah. But just also, like just like you, he didn't write it. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, did he? No. Oh, who wrote Billy it? Billy Birmingham, Birmingham, the twelfth oh, okay. man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I remember reading once that uh, it didn't necessarily generate the royalties that it would have if it had some music under it. Oh. Like if it had music under it, I think you get radio play royalties. The fact that it didn't have music under it means that it's not registered with APRA. That's oh. right. So someone didn't make as much money as they otherwise so could have. If they had, they had a little piano under it. Yep. If it had had just a little bit of yeah, yeah, a, a little tinkling of piano under that it. That might have maybe been Billy Birmingham's. Be... Might have been Billy Birmingham's loss then, but rather well, than ostentatious, if oh, he didn't write if it, was, it. Maybe yeah. he wouldn't be still attacking me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> just made a well, little bit of money. You're not helping with this particular <laughs> podcast. This, this episode is only going to make things <laughs> worse. <laughs> you're not pouring oil all over the troubled waters there. <laughs> I'm going to get an, it. I'm going to get an abusive <laughs> message from at ostentatious seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Sa- how many Sandy, how Sandy if you're listening, if you're listening, and it's any consolation at all, I bought your record. Oh, great! Back in the in the day, I was, um, I reckon, I might have been nineteen or twenty. Everyone, everyone loved it. Uh, so I certainly have. I have. I, I want to disassociate myself entirely <laughs> from any of the negative comments that you may have heard in this podcast. Yep, yep. Completely fair. I'll have them all. I'll take them yeah. even from Tommy. Yeah. I'll cop it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two other quick little tidbits that I, I loved reading about in this book is that the two of you were at one time working on a sketch show together. Yes. Called Mouse Patrol. Yes. That's yes. right, the ABC. Uh, we, were, uh, we were writing it at the same time that uh, Chris Lilly was writing uh, We Could Be Heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh. He was down the hall and we were... It was 2004 and what I Talk, always speaking remember... Speaking of the black and white minstrel show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was mostly blackface. But the, what I remember is um, the ABC said that they could only afford to make two comedy series that year and if Kath and Kim went again which they did, there would only be one. Yes. So it came down to us and, and Chris, and, uh, Chris all, doing a show which was then called Australian of the Year. That's right. Became and We Could Be I Heroes. think originally it was supposed to be one story on each person, but I think in, the, right. in the end they integrated the yep. story. Yep. The, the story I heard is the ABC uh, Little Britain was huge and they wanted oh. something, quote, like Little Britain. Right. So would... they thought if they chopped up Chris's stories into yeah. sketches... Yeah. 
then it would look... Because I think the titles even looked a bit like Little Britain, didn't they? Right. The, yeah, sort of I the camera so. going around on a track. And the lofty uh, lofty music. That's very true. No, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, yeah, so we lucked out. We, we, didn't, we didn't get... Mouse Patrol never Mouse saw the light Patrol, of day. No. Well, when I think about it, maybe that was a good thing, but Tony. I, I have to say, we have boulderized those... I've seen sketches from those pilots pop up on Mad as Hell. I yeah. used a bunch of them on Get This. That's true. The One of our most popular sketches, Slim Shady Senior, yes. was written for Mouse Patrol. Someone's yeah. got to do a fan edit of just like lift the stuff out of oh. Mad as Hell and get this and put together. Like when they made all the, the Beatles albums of everything from 1970 <laughs> onwards. Well, speaking, speaking of the Beatles, there were there were two sketches that didn't make it that I always didn't make it in any form no. afterwards. Uh, one was uh, one was Caesar Romero as an alien. So you know Caesar Romero from uh, yeah. from Batman. Batman yeah. Caesar Romero as an alien gynecologist <laughs> uh, conducting a conducting a uh, a test like a uh, what do you call it a. Um, uh, a, a reading of the of the baby inside the womb. What's that called? Ultrasound. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't even think of it. Uh, so there was that <laughs> that particular one uh, didn't make it in any other form. And the other one was was about the Beatles, or about actually about the Beatles barkers. So the, this was a uh, an album that came out where they would use dog barks to sing all the Beatles songs. <laughs> Uh, this was a thing. Uh, a thing. Yeah, yeah. you're familiar with this, the Beatle Barkers. The Beatle Barkers, yeah. a big hit album. So I think, I think in this version of it, we had the Beatles reforming, but with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, and then the Dogs that played George <laughs> yeah. Harrison yeah. and John Lennon. That's right, and no. going on tour. That's right, and then I think the punchline was that the John Lennon one got shot. No, no, no. The the punchline was who was the bloke? Mark Chapman. Yeah. He gets released from prison, oh, that's right. and he gets handed all of his stuff, and he gets in his car, and he backs out. And you hear, and he's, he's accidentally run over the the John Lennon dog from the Beatle Buggers, and now the public hates him all that's over right. again. It's out the window. Oh, not again. Yeah. <laughs> that's like right. How can I misremember that? It's a much better punchline. <laughs> I like how you say they hate him all over again. Like they've like like forgiven him. <laughs> well, he's done I, his time. I always confuse Mark David Chapman with John Hinckley, the I bloke do too. Who, who shot Ronald Reagan. But yeah. one of them is doing an album. Yes. Am I right? He's out. Is it John Hinckley or John is it Hinkley's Mark David out. Chapman? John Hinckley's out because he only shot Reagan. He didn't kill him. Right. So he's okay. out and about. Okay. Just yes, because he was, sense. he was a worse aim, he's like out. <laughs> yeah. But one of them, it could be Mark David Chapman still in prison. Yeah. One of them is doing an album of songs. Yes, it's of John Hinckley. John Hinckley is out. Right. And he's, yeah, he's on the road. Yeah. That does I, sound like a sketch. Charles Manson did a couple of albums, didn't yes. he? Yeah, yeah. When yes. he was in prison. Yes. But I do I do like that the your I mean, both of you have a have a absolute fondness for very old references. But I, and I do think that Night Train Horror did sort of miss a trick because they could have had some some Lawrence Welk and Fatty Arbuckle references in there. <laughs> <laughs> in I, I, show. Do, I do remember one sketch from Mouse Patrol was that we had a, a <laughs> pest extermination company that comes to your house and gets rid of mice by constructing an exact replica of the board game Mousetrap. Right. And so it can only catch one mouse at a time. Yeah. So I remember we, we had to have that priced as to what that would cost to replicate Mousetrap. And you went, okay, what scale should it be? Obviously the bathtub in Mousetrap has to be the size of a real bathtub. So you work backwards from that. Right. And we were told it was going to cost 50 grand mm. to like, build 50 a... 50 grand for the, for the, for the huge uh, Mousetrap replica or a bit of boot polish over the road for Chrysler. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think I know what we're going to go with. <laughs> well, I think the, the most expensive thing, Chris, on this show was the inflatable, uh, the castle that uh, lifted off from its moorings. I think that was the most Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You also mentioned calling Tony for advice when you had been asked to write a puppet show for Channel 7. <laughs> yes, which, you did. Which, again, I, I'd love to live in the alternate reality where well, that was Mouse where Patrol first, and the puppet show both when, got up. That's when we met. Yes. That's when we met. Like, we had a mutual friend and uh, he passed it on for Tony's notes. So... Tony very kindly, A, read it, and then B, unlike me and Night Train Horror, decided to actually turn up and have a meeting. <laughs> we, we, had, we had lunch together. Didn't yeah. We? yeah, at the Continental. At the Continental, when it was, a, it was, it was never, oh, no, it was made. We did make it, it was but I don't, made. I don't That's think it was thing. ever seen. I don't think it was no, ever because I heard that this was literally the most expensive TV pilot, or at least comedy pilot, well, that would have been, been yeah. made in Australia for a show that never actually went to air. And I saw it, and it was hugely elaborate. Yeah, It yeah. was like a science fiction... Uh, Good review for a comedy show, by the way. Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like on a massive scale. It was like puppets and animation, and it was all set in space, but it was about a TV network. Yeah, they were, they were essentially you're picking up signals from uh, other planets uh, of TV shows, and then they'd just steal them and make the shows. So they were making shows like Mr. Ed, and, and they came down to <laughs> Earth, and they, they came down to Earth, and they, they took, they kidnapped, um, uh, they kidnapped Cameron Daddo, <laughs> and they took him back to their planet and made him, made him host a whole bunch of shows for them, then erased his memory and returned him to Earth. That was the plot line, <laughs> and this and this got this exists. This, this was got filmed. made. Yeah, this got made, and it was you know a condition of its funding because it came from a government funding body, I think, that it be that it be screened, and it was never it was never screened oh by God. Channel Seven. You got to dig this up. Well, it's lying around somewhere. I guess uh, would it be owned by? Mike could have it probably. Yeah, Michael Lewis was yeah. the the man who. Yeah, I think it up. I've I think I I think I've got it at home on a VHS, but. Good Lord. We and could it, induct it was this into really the Australian expensive. Comedy Hall of Fame in 2023. <laughs> well, there was sort of the rubbery figures oh, yeah. level of, of... So they had to make them and, you know, they had to design them. And then and then the world in which they inhabited had to be raised up, a bit like the Muppet Show or a bit like, uh, yeah, Sesame Street. It yep. was raised up so that uh, the puppeteers could move things along. And I think they turned up... I think we used a John Howard puppet in of course in McAuliffe tonight and you did the voice oh well yeah <laughs> not realistically it's <laughs> yeah. mostly yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> a lot of that <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty good I remember that show as being pretty good oh, I'd love to see it better oh. in the memory <laughs> alright well that brings us to the end of the Little Dum Dum Club for another week Sean and Tony thank you so much for joining us thank you uh, I didn't know book. you were taping this <laughs> <laughs> tripping over myself it's uh, yeah it's out now Check it out. I'm really loving it. It's great. It's through the good people at Hardy Grant Books. Thanks, guys. How were they? How were they? How were they to deal with Hardy Grant? They were great. They, uh, they apart from the uh, the Kate McLennan uh, mistake <laughs> on the front cover, which I think is probably my fault. Yeah, and and I mean, speaking of McAuliffe tonight, uh, uh, a quote from Rove McManus, who you were head to head with at the time of yes. of uh, talk shows. That's right. We're up, up against Rove and Denton. Oh, <laughs> and he's sitting right here. How awkward! Oh, no, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. And of course, Tony, you've got your uh, you've got your podcast, Sizzle Town. Yes, that's uh, persisting, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm trying. I don't know when this will be released, but Straight the latest away, one that uh, comes out starts as a as a talkback show and ends as an episode of Stranger Things. So right. something for nerds. It's there. something I've been saying, and we're, 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 I promise we're wrapping this up. But very jealous of the sponsorship that you have. Royal stacks. 
good Bro, burgers. Great a burgers. great burger joint. Just us and, and, and us sitting here going, how... We we need a sponsorship like that. Is our logo is a burger? Yeah, <laughs> how are we missing out on that one? Last time I listened, uh, Dave Hughes' show was sponsoring you. Dave Hughes' show was sponsoring. Yeah, us. maybe I'm listening to an old. Ver- oh, an maybe. Old I mean, we do have that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that would have. I don't know. Oh yeah, we are oh, for. Um, yes, we were doing ads for his comedy festival show. Oh right. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of a lot of people think we've only got uh, royal stacks because it rhymes with stacks of slacks. Oh uh, yes, so there's a lot of people suggesting that royal stacks now make a stacks of slacks burger. I don't know what that would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we better wrap it up there, guys. Thank you very much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. See, see you, mates. mates. And they've done it again. Oh, two big big boys. In yeah, there, hey? look at that. Look at that. Hope you, uh, a bunch of you guys, uh, you were excited when you saw that turn up in the feed. Two, mm-hmm. two absolute titans again, and two guests as well. Yep, yep, yep. Two the bites best. of the cherry. The best, <laughs> the best. I felt like I didn't get the love I should have got to start with, so mm. I thought I'd do it, but worse, and in front of less people. Yeah, exactly. And yep. good to say on the app because then otherwise. Mm. People will just say it in the comments. On yes. the, well, people will probably say that they anyway will. before listening to the ad. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then within the first minute yeah. be like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I was beating the boys yeah, to a good gag no. here. Or, oh, they stole my joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, very, very, very lovely of those two uh, to lend their time. Exactly. This show and... Uh, yeah, go check out Sean's book. It's a fucking great read. Oh, I want to, I want to lend that book after you, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. I'll I pass um, it over. Yeah, please do. I, I was, uh, I was kind of, uh, I was, uh, I read, I put about three quarters of the way through it. I got it on Thursday. Tried to power through as much as I could this weekend, looking for little bon mots to pick out for the oh, pod. Yes. I mean, mainly just hoping there'd be some form of Dave O'Neill slagging off in there at some <laughs> point. That I could, he gets a mention at one point, and I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, here we go, we're on here, but um. No, he just he just mentioned oh. in passing. Okay. I thought maybe uh, from when they did radio together, he yep. might factor in in some way. But mm. no, no, he's just uh, yeah. Damn, he's just mentioned didn't, in passing. Didn't mention uh, anything, any bagging of uh, Dave O'Neill on air. Just saved it for just then when we turned the the mics off and uh, absolutely unleashed for half an hour on Dave O'Neill. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Really uh, told us what he thought. Not not cool. A lot of uh, words we can't even say on this podcast. Yeah, he called him some slurs that I don't yeah. think yeah. even apply to him. Yeah, I, I didn't even know they were slurs, but the way he was intoning them, I'm like, well, that's got that must the be delivery. A slur. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can just kind of tell. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, like you watching bad. the cup without audio. You yes. can just you can still <laughs> you can see by like yeah. you know figure facial expressions and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. can you yeah. When you're a kid trying to together. learn, figure stuff out. You're like, oh, that all seems to lean in this yep. direction. I assume that's what that means. Exactly. Yeah. But that's yeah. Spiro Agnew, yeah, he's a weird political figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, fun stuff. And yeah, of course, October the 22nd, as we were talking about on the episode, you can come and see history be made. Mm, yep, see, come and see, um, you know, like I said on the show, big announcement, two nominees are mm. going to be live on stage. Could there be more? Could could we get the whole set by then? <sighs> I think we could. Yeah. I we think... got like two weeks. I think we could, you know. Who would be the hardest out of the nominees to get? Live on stage in two weeks' time, or a week and a half, really, when this first comes out. Yeah. Who would be the hardest out of all the dom- nominees? <laughs> I mean, I think the two that are the hardest, it's not really to do with um, the um, the amount of time. It's just like 
You know what I mean? We could have six months and probably have the same <laughs> amount of chance. Yeah. Uh, look, honestly, I would say it's a toss-up between Dame Edna and Hannah Gadsby yeah. about which one would oh, be harder to get down. Oh, you women in comedy are difficult to deal with. Okay, that's interesting, Tommy. That's, uh, okay, all right. I guess you can have that viewpoint if you want. Not, not reflected by everyone on the show. Uh, not me. I wouldn't say Certainly that. Certainly not on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Once I hit this big red button and the red light's gone off, it's a completely oh, different story. Oh, I'm just getting stuck into Dave O'Neill like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, truly. I mean, who do you think we would have a... If it came down to like us putting an equal amount of effort into getting Hannah or Dame and Edna, or Dame Edna yeah. who do you think would be more likely... In a in a funny way, I actually think we would have more chance of um, Dame Edna. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say, well, just geographically, I mean, Hannah does. We we have met Hannah before. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And look, I I don't I don't know about you. I'm pretty sure you're in the same uh, same as same position as me. I haven't spoken to her since she made it. Since she all blew mm. up, and you know, we we knew her. We knew her well enough yep. before everything happened for her and, and yep. awesome news for her. And she's great. Um, but I have literally not seen or spoken to her since that all happened. So I don't know. I don't know whether she even remembers the, the not the, not just the little people, but the very little people like I, us. Well, not even. Yeah, I just kind of get the feeling like us pitching this to her. She'd be like, N- uh, not for me. No, no, thank you. No. But, uh, but you know. Barry Humphreys, like old school guy, just gets this email from admin at Oz Comedy Hall of Fame, <laughs> Peter Warsaw and Jeff Keogh. Yeah. Hey, it's this big illustrious thing and mm. you're nominated and it would be such an honour to have you down. Like, I can see that, yeah. you know, I can see that kind of registering. I, look, mm, maybe... Uh... Because here's the thing, I think anyone of that generation is probably more likely to take it at face value. Right. Whereas Hannah, I think, would see through it. Yes. Immediately. Yes. Whether or not she knew it was us... I yes. think she would, like, is irrelevant. Yeah, I think... She'd just be like, this is a... What is this? This is a fucking piss take. Yeah, I think I think we're being... So I've got the social media account on... I've got the Facebook and the, and the Instagram yep. page up and going and trying to, trying to you know, reel in some fish. Yep. Um, not, not, I'm not getting big reactions from some of them because uh, I don't think they run their own social media accounts. I had someone uh, screenshot the account and send it to me. Somebody doesn't listen to this and go, is this you? Which, that's <laughs> depressing. That <laughs> <laughs> it shines through. It's not even someone who's got any interest in this show. Yep. It's so depressing that it shines through enough that yep. they like saw through it immediately. Yeah. I, there was a, there was a, there's a, let's call him a comic that has reply, uh, did a reply on one of the social medias that was like, that, that was like, yeah, there's not really enough diversity like in the nominations, and I'm like, okay, and then they go, and then they just like drop a thing at the end where it's like, oh yeah, I know who's doing this, oh. and it's like, well, if you know it's a joke, what the fuck are you bringing up the diversity fucking issues for? I mean, look, it's clearly it's, a joke. It is very wide, and that's yeah, and that's sure, that's a fair criticism. And look, but I mean, anyone, oh, you, oh sorry, have you seen Dickie Knee's face? Have you? Well, that's that's what I'm getting to. Yeah, you know, anyone can go. Hey, look, let's get some, you know, let's get some people of uh, like some people of color, like some different ethnic backgrounds. Right. But we we've actually got different life forms. <laughs> Ours is more out like ma- man in dress. Enough about Nick Kappa. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> we've actually got we've probably got more diversity than just like having a tokenistic like. Well, 
Dame Edna, we've got we've got a, a, there's a bunch of ladies there. We got Sam Pang there. Yep, yep. Ostentatious. I, I believe he's Jewish. I've I've heard. I've, yep. I did some uh, deep yep. diving and found out he's uh, of that persuasion. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- there's there's enough in our fake joke Hall of Fame nominees, isn't there? Yeah. And we don't like I said. We don't know. We don't, oh, imagine it, if we imagine if this was the thing that got us. Canceled. We get cancelled. <laughs> Enough's enough, boys. No diversity on the Oz Comedy Hall of Fame nominees. Maybe we hang your heads in maybe, shame. Maybe we find out that. Uh, you know, Dickie Nee is actually Pakistani or something. Like, yeah, 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 it, yeah. That could be a thing. We no one, no one has found that out. Maybe that's our our our, our puppet of colour, POC. <laughs> <laughs> yep, very nice. Oh boy, yep. I was about to do a voice of Dickie Nee, oh. and then just got. I was getting a bit too swept up. Yeah, well, yeah. Thought better of it. <laughs> do a do a Dutch. Oh, maybe he's Dutch. Maybe he's Dutch. Yeah. Mr. Sh- Mr. Summers. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, hey, whether or not you are able to make the trek over to the uh, Oz Comedy Hall of Fame induction ceremony, what you can do is support the show on Patreon, uh, which we very much appreciate. And, uh, yeah, not only do you help keep the lights on here, you also get two bonus episodes every week, little mini episodes with uh, friends of the show, special guests on there every week. Uh, and in addition to that, perhaps more um, impressively, you go into the draw to get your name read out mm. in this part of the show. Which is called? The Stewart Hall of Fame. That's right. Um, your own little Hall of Fame. There's so many Hall of Fames we're, this, we're in control of. This show is impenetrable to anyone who starts <laughs> listening just now. Just... So much going on. If you listen to this one as your first ever one, which you know you could because you huge can show Sean, Sean Tony fan, yeah, yeah. Oh, great! I love comedy, <laughs> and then you get to this bit and you go, "What? Oh, the I hell? did love comedy. Where'd they go? Yeah, <laughs> Where'd those two why are they still talking? <laughs> <laughs> why is there so many Hall of Fames in this show? It is funny to imagine someone like you know they hear the outro music start playing and we're rapping enough. Like, yeah. oh, cool. Yeah. And then just picking up the phone and looking yeah. at the podcast, I'm like, so this is another hour here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two hours of talking to... How long does this outro go yeah. for? How long is this plug going to take? Yeah. And they only start talking about Sean's book like 55 minutes into the show. Like, <laughs> they're talking about fucking theatre restaurants for yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, It's all classic stuff. Um, but anyway, you look, Sean and Tony will be back in five minutes. They've, they've just gone out to go to the toilet together and... And, you know, they've gone in there together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They'll be, they'll be like back. girls in a nightclub. Yes, they've gone to talk about which, which <laughs> one of us of, yeah, they like more. <laughs> uh, but look, I'm sure they'll they'll come back later to contribute to this uh, yeah, Stuart, yeah, Stuart yeah. Hall of Fame. Uh, thanks, thanks to everyone who contributes to the, uh, the little Dum Dum Club Patreon for for purely selfish reasons to get your name read out, or mm-hmm. for just uh, you know the the. the the nice way of doing things, I guess, which is sometimes people hit us up and go, don't read my name out. And I go, I really have no way of policing that. Uh, once your name goes in, I don't know how to put an asterisk on there. Yeah. And say, so don't read this name out. So your name will probably get read out. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a, here's a hot tip. If you don't want your name read out on the Patreon, uh, when you set up your Patreon account, put a different fucking name in there. Put... Do not read my name as, as your, your name. As your name, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, not only will you probably get read out, but with some of your form in the past, you might even get read out two or three yes. times. <laughs> <laughs> also, to those people who say, don't read my name out, why? Yeah, Either yeah. you witness relocation, you know, some sort of, like, program? Or, like, because that would be an awesome way of getting caught. Like, you know, you're Olivia Newton-John's husband and you just fake yeah, your own yeah. death and then you're... 
you're living on some sort of Mexican island and then you finally get outed because you subscribe to the little Dum Dum Club's Patreon. Well, you might have seen this uh, yesterday. So I saw a call back to last week's edition of Talking Dum Dum slash the Stuart Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, I saw Lucy Damon yesterday, uh, who we talked about. First cab off the rank last week. First cab off the rank last week. And uh, I said to her, Oh, did you, uh, did you listen to the episode? She's like, no. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, can I get a photo with you for our socials? And she's like, why? Yeah. I'm like, oh, and then I'm just explaining this right. around people who don't listen to the show, just Great. sounding completely insane. Yeah. But she went along with the photo anyway, and Great. good on her. That's on the socials. That's if on you the socials. See what Lucy Damon looks like. Um, get what a what a what a great reason if you've listened to this pod the whole time and you've always thought. Uh, I, I don't think I'll bother. I don't think I'll bother with the socials. <laughs> socials, but now there's a chance to see what the great Lucy Dayman. You get looks to like. see what one other listener looks yes. like. What a gift! A Patreon subscriber that apparently doesn't even listen to the podcast. Yeah, pretty good. Which was like, hey, I don't know what you're talking about, and I was like, but didn't didn't you and wonder like, why you got an email from Carl during the week? Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yeah. I sent her a message. She might. I mean, she's 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 here from Japan, so she might not be right. checking work emails. I don't right. know. And she was, she was like, what? What are you talking about? And you're like, it's me, Tommy, from the podcast. Yeah. What podcast? Don't you... S- the dollop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks thanks again, Lucy, for being part of more more, more content. Um, let's... Cr- well, well, maybe... Should we theme this one? I don't know. I don't know. How do we how do we crack in this week? I don't know. Let's see what comes up. You know... Because we are running against the clock. One of, uh, one of the listeners did come back to me during the week and say... I don't live in what was the American city? Oh, uh, somewhere in Florida. Florida, yeah. They didn't live in Florida. Oh, right. Yeah. Where were they? He lives in Hartlepool in England. In okay. The UK. Damn. Damn. Uh, That's up, a... up near Newcastle. It's up Fuck. northeast. That was the bit I was excited for the most. Yeah. Hitting the beach in Florida. But well, maybe this will excite you. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this. We've been doing this so long. I feel like I'm saying this for nearly everything I ever say. But I know you, it's, it's a. I've. It, it's kind of a bit like. I mean, you're going to say it anyway. Yeah. But I. I feel it's like you're just giving a little bit of a. Anyone listening Asterisk. who's getting annoyed. Yep. I'm aware. Yeah. But it is such an irritating yep. vocal tick to have developed. Yes. But when you do 12 years of a podcast, <laughs> you know, there's not every week when you do a podcast. It's not like. 15 great things are happening to you yep. every week and you're like, great, yep. it's all fresh again this week, boys. And hey, people have, you know, something that we mentioned in the second year of the pod, yep. you come at it with fresh eyes. Yep. yep. A lot of people wouldn't have uh, listened back or if they did, they listened to it 10 years ago. Yep. But Hartlepool mm. in England, the, the one thing I know about that town is that uh, apparently way back in the day, mm. 100 or 200 years ago, whenever it was... Um, a some sort of crate or some sort of small boat of monkeys okay. washed up on the shore uh-huh. of Hartlepool, and they thought it was a bunch of spies uh, dressed up in a suit because I don't believe they knew what well, monkeys I mean, were. I'm going to be going there. Why are you spoiling this for me? <laughs> Surely this is just I'm, on a plaque as I head into town. I'm warning I could have heard you. about this from a local. I'm warning you so that <laughs> you can blend in as a local when okay. you get there. Dress like a chimp. Yeah, no, don't right do in. that. Don't okay, do that. Okay, right, right, because right. Because the, the, the chimps washed up on the shore. The the, the local Hart, Hartlepoolians didn't know what monkeys were, mm. thought they were spies, and so hung them. Oof, okay. Hung, hung monkeys. So then the Hartlepool people 
got still get cop this because that's exactly how I replied to this man. And he said, oh, I'm actually from here. I go, oh, yeah, thanks for letting me know, you monkey hanger. <laughs> and what'd he say back? He was just like, oh, yeah, cool. Blocked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Sandy. Yeah. Fuck you. That was, uh, I think that was Ken Ken McClure, I think. Okay, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, we're yeah. doing too much wrap up. Monkey hanger. we got to get into yeah. the first cab off the rank. All right, first cab week. off the rank. This week, thank you very much and welcome to the Stewart Hall of Fame. Thank you too. Logan Husky. Ooh, now that is a name. Well, look, I believe that might be a made-up name because I think that's I think that might be one of these people who doesn't want their precious little valuable name read out, and so I think that might be the name of their dog. I think that could be a, an absolute thing. Uh, so they've got a husky called Logan. I believe that might be. Okay. That might be the case. Okay. I mean, where do we draw the line when we we're, when we're reading things like the, out like this? I'm happy to shout out a dog. Are you? I'd probably. I'd probably prefer to do that than most of the people that okay. we read out. I guess Logan. Let's do a pet. <laughs> Let's do an all pets version of this one week. <laughs> That's, yeah, oh, sure. Okay. I'd be down for that. Yeah. But it's got to be a bit of a mix. I mean, I'm, I'm a dog person, so I'd love to have a couple of dogs in there, but I'd love to get, you know, like a obviously a cat or two, um, maybe, you know, someone's budgie. Yep. Someone's pet snake or like yep. a tarantula. Sure. More kind of left of field. Yeah. Um, you know, pet choices. Yeah, sure. If you, if that's, I don't know how we are going to make that happen, but it's a, it's a lovely idea. Yeah. We co- we contact people up ahead. You know, a week a week in uh, advance. I think that's what it's got to be. Right. You look ahead into the unplanned mm. title alternator, and you send a message and be like, "Hey, do you want you, or would you rather opt in for your pet? Right. Send us a photo of your pet, and we'll ra- we'll rate it. And look, I could be just. You know, this this could be completely wrong. This could be their 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 name. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe this is their name. I think we have to take it at face value and just assume that this is the person's name. I think that <laughs> their their email address has the name dog in it. Okay. Um, and then look, I don't want to. I'm just looking at who else they they subscribe to on Patreon. And uh, do I read this out? Show me. That's, I mean... There's, there's, okay. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can read that I out. I can read that. They, they, they've subscribed to a couple of comedy podcasts and then they subscribe to a, a thing called Furry Comics and Illustrations. So they're a furry. So is that is that what's happening? So... Is this guy furry? This girl so this a isn't, furry? This isn't necessarily the name of a pet. This is like a... What it's called, I believe, is a fursona. Oh! So you have this like... This kind of like identity for yourself, which is like what you would be as an animal. Oh, so that's that's Logan Husky is the name of this person's personality. I guess so. Wow. If they've got like, I mean, if they've got dog in the email address, then maybe this is like. But I do like the idea that you're role playing it to such an extent that you're even subscribing yeah. <laughs> to Patreons yeah. under the uh, yeah. under the pseudonym of your of your yeah, yeah. your your fictional character. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's like I don't know if that's part of a character. You're not really a dog if you got a Patreon account, are you? I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't shouldn't know. Shouldn't you be worrying about saying woof woof and shit like that? Rather yeah, than, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like, I mean, more people, you know, subscribing under their, like, handles that they use for various different things online. Mm. I'd be down for that. Yeah, more um, people uh, 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 maybe subscribing under the name of their fantasy rather than their actual name. Yep. Um, that that's That's fine. 
Gary McBigdick, anything like that? So. I was playing a uh, a game online the other day with Adam Knox for our Filthy Casuals YouTube channel, and he has never been able to settle on a unified username for any games that he plays online. So I was playing something with him the other day, and his name on this game was just Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, I, I don't know why this sticks with me, but I remember way back in the in the very, very early days of chat rooms, I would, for a long time I had, my name was Gent. Gent? G-E-N-T. Yeah, nice. I don't know why. I had a pretty embarrassing one. Me and my friend both had pretty embarrassing ones as our email addresses slash like yeah. MSN chat username. Yeah. I had Hangman3K. What does that mean? Like, you know, the hangman? Yeah. The like The game. Yeah. But the hangman is meant to be, isn't he like a the hangman himself is like the game is named after. Oh right. He's like a he's like kind of death, essentially. Okay, yeah. He's like the executioner. Right. And then three K, because it was like popular around the time to put like two K. Because we were at the, like the turn of the millennium. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought, because I was big into Futurama at the time, and that right. said in the year 3000, I was like, right. I'm looking a thousand years ahead. Oh, God. And then my best friend Pete, his email address was the Greek Adonis at hotmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> just like a 13 year old kid yeah. trying to take on that identity yeah, is just yeah. so awesome. Adonis at you're 13. That, you're that kid when you're like that age who's like, yeah, I'm just going to get the I fuck persona like yeah. ready to go. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, that's Adonis. Adonis. Yeah, you don't see many too many too many thirteen year olds at the at my gym that are just absolutely mm. buff as hell. You know what? You know what I love. I've got a very big love of at the gym, which is uh, older older blokes that come in that are like, "All right, that's my New Year's resolution," or they've been told, you know, this is this will be really good for you to go to the gym, but not committing to getting any sort of any sort of anything close to workout clothes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So just yeah. go in there in the slacks and the polo yep, shirt yep. and stuff like that. It is the en- work polo shirt at the gym. Yeah, is such a buff move. It's so grim. I've seen someone in there, an older bloke with a business shirt on before. Yeah, I'm like, man, what's did I like? <laughs> I, 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 I get. I, I, I'd like to say I get it, but I don't. Surely, at some stage, you go. I can't wear. A business shirt of course. to the gym. Yeah. Did I tell you about the guy at my gym a little while ago who... So, like, my gym is like, you walk up the stairs, then right as you go through the door, there's, like, a row of shelves for just, like, your, you know, your bag and all your stuff. And then you have to cross the whole gym floor to go to the um, toilets. Right. And so this guy comes in, and it's as they're doing the intro to the class. So everyone's kind of sitting watching the trainer kind of talk through what we're going to be doing. This guy comes in in his work clothes... And he just kind of stands in the corner near the shelves in front of everyone and just starts getting undressed. Oh, great. And changed into his gym clothes. There. So it's like, and I saw this girl who was like sitting in front of, had her back to him but facing the whole rest of the class. She kind of like gets distracted by the commotion behind her and turns around and sees that and then just like looks back with this just mortified expression on her face. Great. And then I'm midway through doing the class and I look over and this guy... Just left all his clothes just lying oh, on the great, floor. Great. Just a thing where sometimes you think to yourself, like, man, I just can't function out in the world. And then you see something like that and you're uh, like, oh, I think I'm actually doing fine. Man, my, <laughs> yeah, my, my gym bathrooms. I, I, it, I, I, again, I don't know why. I, I've always focused on this. There's just a massive sign in our one that says, no photography in here. I'm like, 
Who's this for? Yeah, yeah, who's, yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. in there fucking... The person that was doing that in the first place, they're ignoring the sign. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, using the change room at the gym anyway, like every now and then if I'm like, I'm going to be here and then I'm going to be gone straight there. So there's no other option for me but to take my stuff with me and get right. changed there. But God, I hate it. It's always, you know, it's never the it's never the preference. Yeah, I don't get changed there. I just use the bathroom there. Uh, but even that is like, yeah, that's enough. I, like I'm, I'm like, I just want to piss or shit. I don't want to see this disgusting stuff on the way in. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Always, always like sixty year old guys with bowling ball guts taking all their clothes off. I'm like, oh fucking hell! I just, I just want to shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, Logan. Thanks, Lo- thanks Logan thanks Husky. inspiring a beautiful mm, tale. Old man shit. Um, and, um, yeah, any other furries out there, if that's indeed what you are, Logan, jump on board this, this the, the Patreon. Uh, Let us know. I'd like to know, like, kind of, actually read the name and then I'll continue this thought. Okay. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber, Christopher Williams. Christopher Williams. Mm. I would like to know, like... Obviously, being into a podcast slash this podcast is its own sort of subculture mm. in and of itself. But I would like to know, like, what subcultures within this subculture we have. Right. Right. So how many little dum-dum club furry fans do we have? And then maybe we could do the odd episode or Patreon episode where we just, you know, we just go, this one's just for the furries. Where All we're right. going to get deep into, like, oh, it's yeah. you and me pretending to be a fox and a squirrel. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. so that those, like, 30 people or so that listen that have that as their secondary interest. Yeah. So that they can be titillated in some way. Maybe if we had, if we have, say, for example, five furries that uh, signed up on the Patreon, we can read all their names out one episode. We can video that week's one. Yeah. Put that on YouTube. And we can hire, hire two costumes and be a big puppy dog and pussycat or something. That's not bad. Yeah. yeah that's great. Yeah. I'd like that. Just at Rose Chong's. What are you getting this for? Yeah. Oh, for uh, reading out names on a podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes. Got a costume party coming up. Yeah. Uh, not really. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I I just love that too, as an excuse to uh, absolutely frighten the shit out of my child. Yeah, just, yeah. Just uh, have her have come home and me be dressed as a... As a as a giant dog. Yeah, yeah. very amusing. You think she'd be frightened or do you think she'd be sort of psyched? Uh, depending on... Depending on my actions. Okay. Because... It, <laughs> yeah. 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 Foaming at the mouth. Because we'll play. We have... We have, we play around and she's all... She loves it. Yeah. But then, like, if I become daddy monster, which is like... Too real. It's just too real. Yeah. When I start thumping the ground, like I'm... If I get down on all fours and I start thumping the ground like I'm making big footprints. Yeah. It's like, this is the best. And then I start... And then I start going... Dum! 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 And then she's like... Ah! And okay. then like screams and runs right. behind her mum and then and then I have to go, Hey, it's just me. It and was just like, a, Oh, okay. It was a prank. Yeah, yeah. And I fucking got you yeah, good. Yeah. Well speaking of scary costumes, what do you think about this? My girlfriend got this from Kmart the other day for the dog. So we've got a little Dracula costume for oh, him. Halloween's yeah. coming up. Yeah. It's he's got a little cape, he's got the little it's got the like fake hands that stick out. Oh which, yeah. Um he drive him crazy. Because he wants to get them and chew them, but right. he can't because it's on him. Yep. So, yeah, we're thinking uh, just take him out, trick-or-treating, come October 31, do a little lap of Fitzroy with our little Dracula on a leash. Nice. Yeah. Yep. What do you? How do you think your daughter would respond to that? Um, a little dog dressed up as Dracula. Oh, she'd be fine with that. She's not probably across the law of... Um, 
of Dracula. No, she Bra- doesn't. Not a big Bram Stoker head. No, yet. no, she's more of a Mary Shelley head. So right, uh, yeah. You got to show her uh, Leslie Nielsen's Dracula dead and loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is, that's how I'll introduce her to the uh, to the legend. Um, <laughs> yeah. What is your What is your intro to Leslie Nielsen? What's your I What's did, your in point? I I flipped across a, a little clip the other day of him because it's like you know you remember the naked. Oh, Every now and then that pops up. That's in my algorithms on on YouTube. I'll get some naked guns and some flying oh, yeah. highs and sure. some police squad. Mm-hmm. But because I had ventured in on a couple of them, it started giving me little bite-sized clips of his latter days, which are not his finest hours. No, he then. It's weird, isn't it? Where he's then in these films that are like rip-offs of his films. Yeah. But he's still in them? Yeah. Like you're wrongfully accused and stuff like that? Yeah. It's pretty funny that these people write these like very bootleg script Zucker Brothers things and then come to him and be like, hey, look, I'm sure I can guess the answer. You're probably going to tell me to fuck off. Yeah. But would you want to be in this? And he's just like, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like, it's the same as what you you <laughs> usually do, but way worse. Yeah. There's a couple of real stinkers that have popped up. Yeah. Oh man, this is this is beneath you, Leslie Nielsen. Which I got to say, him saying yes to all that stuff—it's very funny. If you view it as a bit in 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 and of itself, uh, it's not bad. It's sort of career dementia, I think, like a little bit. Because then he came back. Because then there was one of the was it Scary Movie like five or something where they went through a real shit phase, and then I think the Zuckers did one of them. They did four oh, or five, and it was that... actually all right. And he's in it as the president, right? So it's a bit of like. I think that's the one I saw. Together. I thought that was bad. Right. Yeah, I think it was Well, I just remember one. at the time people were like, oh, this is cool. Like it's, right. Because it was the Wayans and then it was like those other shit guys for a bit and then, yeah, there was one that's kind of okay. Right. And just, I mean, the mere fact that he was in it. Yeah. Um, but Pre- hey, it's not as good as him going on the talk shows with the fart machine. I did see a clip of that the other day where <laughs> someone actually got the shits up with him yeah, for doing yeah. it. That it's was just good. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not much to do with Christopher Williams, but... Uh, but hey, what yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thanks, Chris. You know what? You know it'd be good, Christopher Williams, because I'm like, well, that's nearly two first names. But it, <coughs> you know, your first name really is William. But Williams, that would be a cool first name. Do you think Williams is a first name? Yeah, instead of William, Williams. Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Williams Smith. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's way better than William, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Such a small change, but it and does then, make it a cool name. And then you can abbreviate it to. To Billy's, and just have your name, your nickname yeah, yeah, yeah. is, is the, the plural yep. of Billy as well. Okay, Billy's. I've always, I've, I've got a real fondness for the. I've talked about this before. Sorry, uh, but I did pitch Billy as a as a as a daughter as a potential daughter name. Love it, and got absolutely shut down. Yeah, damn. Yeah, no good. Could have could have had a little Billy Chandler. Billy Eilish. Yeah, could have had a Billy Chandler. What do you think about that? I like it. It's yeah. a cool name. Yeah. Anyway. If I ever have a kid, I'm going to pinch it. This is your, yeah, this yeah. is your George Costanza oh, yeah, yeah. soda moment. Yeah, <laughs> Billy Dasselow. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, not too bad. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good stage name. I mean, you get Tony a bit, don't you? Which does fit Dasselow better. They're both Italian. Yeah, I wish my name was Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, all of my friends just call me Tony now, right. and it's and I and I got to say. I kind of, yeah, I don't know, something about it. Yeah. I, th- I think I identify as a Tony more than a, yeah. than a Tom. Yeah. Tony's a, it is a, I think it is a better name. It's a solid name. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Christopher. Thanks, Williams, Christopher. Thanks. 
Thanks, Willie. Um, Willies. Uh, thank you very much to Patreon subscriber, Jess Lucan. Lucan? Yeah, Lucan. Yeah. Okay, L-U-K-E-N. That you, you nailed it, buddy. Damn. You got right. it. Jess Lucan. Interesting. Uh, I don't know what to make of that. Well, the the thing I think of is that there was a very famous Australian weightlifter called uh, Dean Lucan. Okay. Um, that's that's all I know. Uh, I'm I'm um. Any relation? I wonder. It's pretty. There couldn't be too many Lucans hanging around, could yeah, there? It's a pretty strange sounding name. Yeah, I'm going to. Not very common. I'm getting in the millionaires group. I'm going to do some intel. Uh, hey, uh, while you're doing that, I don't know what made me. Th- I guess talking about the name Tom and whatever this made me think of this. So. Uh, the gig that I run once a month, we had it last night, and uh, my parents... Lives in Cork. Okay. In Ireland. Okay. Look at that. That could have been on your... She had been on last week's show, you could have been flying to Ireland. Be going to Ireland. Eh, could give or take it. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, Anyway, yeah, my parents came along to the gig last night. Let's do this. Let's, let's... No, I, I mean, I don't know. Is this interesting? Let's make a top 10 list of places you'd... You, you, countries to fly to, and then and then, you, you know what we can do then one week, mm. or maybe a top five. So if we name our five countries, mm. then we can find the subscribers that live in those countries, and then reverse engineer them like that. That can be our our, our real show. Wait, so we're we're campaigning to get yeah. more listeners in the country that we want to go to. Yes. Okay, yeah. and then and then not only that. Not only get them listening, but then get them liking enough yeah. to subscribe ten dollars yes. a month yes. on Patreon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe we can put up some Facebook ads, really targeting those countries, yeah. trying to get more sure. fans in those countries. Yeah. Any any of them that are non English speaking, we have to like put up a. We just we find someone over there to translate the episode for us every week. I wonder if you could do that. What if you like you know with your Facebook algorithms, you can target certain places, right? Yeah. So if we like went crazy and spent thousands of dollars marketing an ad to Nigeria. Yep. Just to build up the show enough to then go, cool, we can now go over there and play the Nigerian Bull and Mouth Hotel. It is, it, it's, yeah, it's an interesting experiment, isn't it? Like, if we, uh, money not being an object where you just go, okay, let's put this shit to the test. How much can this really work? Right. Because, you know, Facebook wants you to believe that it is very effective and that it is worth putting the money in. Mm. But if you go, okay, I'm going to put in as much as I can yep. into a place where I have no presence whatsoever and I'm going to every week funnel thousands and thousands into this to yep. just see what, if anything, comes of it. And then you do that for six months and, like, you you can then just look on your podcast, you know, provider and you've gotten not a single download in Nigeria, yeah, yeah. you then get to turn around and be like, I mean, that's worth the money. Like the press you would get out of that of being like, I did this experiment and I'm here to tell you folks, it is not worth doing any kind of, fa- it, it does yeah, yeah, not get yeah. you the results. Yeah. There is no point in it. Is that how we finally get in the Daily Mail? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, Jess Lucan, she's in, she, she lives in Ireland. But anyway, back to what you were going to say before that. Oh, so my parents came to the gig. Tom Ballard was on. Dad shows up wearing a beret. Classic stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I was going to ask why, but I won't bother. Yeah. It's a pretty warm day yesterday too. Right. I was like, aren't you, <laughs> aren't you going to pass aren't out? Aren't you not French? <laughs> and uh, anyway, Tom Ballard was on and he was trying a bit about um, how he's the fattest he's ever been. Mm. And he weighs 124 kilos at the moment. Oof. And this was just a fucking beautiful, beautiful piece of work from the boomer generation. Yeah. Just my dad after the show talking to him. And he's like, he's standing next to Tom. Tom's talking to someone. And dad turns to my mum and goes, how much taller do you reckon Tom is than me? Like three inches? And mum's like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> and then dad like interrupts Tom's conversation to go, you're only three inches taller than me. Oh, no. And you weigh almost double what I do. Yep. And just Tom going like, what are you like? Yep. Yep. I felt, I, I, this is me. I didn't get to say this to Tom at the time. But this is me publicly saying, I mean, I was just watching that interaction be like, we've all been there on the other side of that. And it's like, what the fuck do you want me to say? Like, I'm up there talking on stage about how I need to lose weight. Like, I get it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. You're not the thing that's going to make me go, yeah. okay, yeah. time to straighten up and fly. Also, my dad's I mean, really skinny, I've... so he's not like a fair, you know what I mean? It's like, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I already, it's like him going, I mean, I saw the I saw the sign on the scars that said 130 kilos, but what does that mean really? Yeah. Until it was put into perspective, when I was told that I weigh two Mister Dasselos, two two seventy six year old men. That's too much. <laughs> that's now too much. <laughs> I mean, who really knows what 130 kilos means anyway? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, fucking brutal. That's like stuff. the old ad campaign of like you know you don't get hit by a tram because it's like fucking two rhinos a rhino or on a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh fuck, that's that's like two Mister Dasselos. Jesus Christ, that's yep. two. I gotta stop. I gotta stop eating brunch. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sorry Tom. Sorry you had to endure that. Yeah. My dad is uh he's once he's had about three conversations with someone he's like. We're on here. Yeah. <laughs> I can say literally whatever I want to this person about their work, right. about their appearance. Great. Great. Well, um, Jess Lucan, Irish. The, the luck of the Irish is to in this week. To be read out, yeah. Your, your, your name's come up. With uh, Tommy doesn't particularly want to come and visit you. You can no, take it or leave it. could take it or leave it. Um, I'm, not, I'm not super fascinated, but it's not, you know, it's not off the cards. It's the sort of place where, you know what, if there was someone, uh, like a wedding happening there, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I can do it. I mean, also, if you're in Europe and you, you know, once you're there, it's like, it is all pretty easy to like get around and dart between places. Yeah. It didn't leap out to me the last time I was there, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. It is maybe. I just don't really know what I would do. I'd, I would need to kind of know like a bit more like about, you know. It would, you know, what it would be if it was like I was traveling around Europe and like I had to like deviate from like you know where I was going to be because like let's say a band that I really love was playing there and that was the only option for seeing them was to mm. like go hey look if I go and spend a day or two in somewhere in Ireland right I'll that'll be an opportunity to see them there yep that would that would convince that would be the Seeing thing where I'd go in Ireland, okay that'd be good. I'd go okay cool if it means I can if it means like literally me not seeing them or seeing them in Ireland and then cool while I'm there I'll stay for another like two or three days right that would that would inspire me if I was like I think in my head it it suffers from like you go to they they would hate this but it's like okay you go to England cool well what about Scotland and Ireland ah 
Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I think I sort of saw a version of that, I didn't get I? It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, you come all the way to Australia. Do you want to see New Zealand? I think I get it. Yeah. It's all, you know, would you rather do that or go to Portugal or Spain? It's probably more likely to be the other way around. Yeah. I went to New Zealand. Yeah. It's got a bit more nicer scenery. Yeah, maybe. Fuck Melbourne. Yeah, maybe. But, uh, yeah, would you rather... You've seen England, so you sort of, I don't know, maybe you've seen that sort of thing. Sort yeah, of. they truly would, would hate and, that. Yeah, would you rather go and do something completely different, go and see S- S- Spain or Iceland? I'm like, yeah, Absolutely. that's what I want to do. Well, Jess, you know, who knows, maybe I'll be swayed in the future. Maybe you can uh, give give us some reasons why yeah. we should visit Cork. Please, give us the top five things to do in Cork that you think we would like. Yes. Don't yes. give us the what's on the postcard. Tailor it to us. Yeah. What would attract... Me and Tommy to go to go to Cork. Yeah, in Ireland, that'd be good. Thanks, so, Jess. Je- thanks, Jess. Speaking of Iceland, uh, this this came from uh, uh, the gig the other night, Basement Comedy Club. Danny, friend of the show, meant Danny McGinley. Um, I found this very interesting or funny. Um, some red hot gigs, and he was absolutely destroying. And I was mm-hmm. saying to him, man, the 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 most informed MC in the country, Danny McGinley. Mm-hmm. I'll put it out there. But sometimes you can get be, sometimes you can go too well and start getting carried away with yourself. Yeah. Because he was going so well. He at one point he gets up, he he done the Friday night show, absolutely destroyed. Saturday early show, absolutely destroyed. So two red hot gigs under his belt within twelve hours. Yep. Gets up, or twenty four hours, and then gets up and uh, starts the, the third show, and very quickly deviates into a routine that he just made up in his head about the English supermarket chain called Iceland and just did a bit on that that he just made up in his head and uh, got to the end and was like, hey, you know that no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Just because you're having a good one doesn't mean you can just <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. take a shit on the stage and go, well, you, you liked everything else I did. Well, but yeah, I mean, that's The classic. most unrelatable bit you could yeah, think of. Yeah, but that's classic comedy, isn't it? You get a couple good ones under your belt. And it works both ways. You have a couple of stinkers and then you're second-guessing everything. But you have you have a couple of... You get some form going and you're like, all right, the master is in. Yeah. I am indestructible. Yeah. I can turn anything into gold. You're playing cricket. You just hit seven sixes in a row. Yeah. And the next one's like, you know what? Maybe I should use my dick as a bat. Yeah, exactly. I'll just, I'll just try anything. I can do anything <laughs> at this point. No, you can't. Uh, anyway. All right. Who we got next? Thanks. Because we have... Got to pick up the pace. Uh oh! All right, uh, the fourth one. Thank you very much to Patreon subscriber Kate Crook. Oh yes, Crook Kate. Okay, Crook Kate. Crook Kate. This yeah. is good. I mean, I hope this isn't someone's fursona. Oh yeah. Well, it's not. It's not a disgusting little rat. Nothing too furry about her. Kate Crook. Kate Crook. Crook. I'm a Kate. yucky little plague carrying rat. That would be. Um, I mean, depending on on. Uh, how old Kate is? I mean, I feel like Crook, uh, like, was an old old school Aussie sort of in the in the vernacular, and has come back quite recently. It come it's come back in a big way, mm. and um, I attribute it to. Ah, uh, I know what you're about to say. Yeah, no, actually, now I can't place the genesis of it. Okay, there was some specific story that that did the rounds for a little bit there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I it was know like someone at a gig doing something. Some real Something rotten crook. gear. Yeah. And then the MC coming on and going, yeah, look, it's crook what he's done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the first time I'd heard it in a very long time. And that story did the rounds yeah. in, in because it's also like what the person was saying 
was very funny in how crook it was. It was some very racist gear. Very I racist gear, yeah. and then the that specific terminology was very funny. And yeah. then yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like that really brought it back. Yeah, in our world, in like, our world, you yeah. can have the you can have I I feel crook as in I feel si- sick or ill. Yeah, but then there's crook as in that's that's not right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is crook yeah. stuff. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's crook what he done. Yeah, it's crook what he done. <laughs> <laughs> and by all accounts, it really, truly was. Yes. It was someone... Yeah, what was the story? It was a rural gig and someone who clearly didn't do stand-up came down and just really went some race-based yep. <laughs> hate. Yep. And then just the funny thing where I guess the normal thing to do was to come up and really sort of go, I'm so sorry for that, everyone. To so just say, that was crook. <laughs> it's crook what he done. Yeah. I mean, it's rare that... Sometimes, like, a lot of times those stories will, you know, by the time you've, by the time it's gone through, like, ten people in the retelling, mm. the exact phrase is kind of, like, morphed a little bit. But that's one of those ones where it's, like, the specific phrasing of it is so key to what's funny about it yeah. that every word in that sentence has remained intact in every retelling of the story. Yes. It's crook what he done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's crook what he done. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's what it was. It was like, by the time the person got off, the audience were like, you know, there was chatter in the crowd of like, what yeah. the fuck are we witnessing? Yeah. So the MC gets back on and there's still like a bit of a, there's a bit of low level of noise in the room of people discussing it. So yeah. it's sort of the MC being like, yeah. don't worry, I get it. Yeah. Yep. No, it's crook what he done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, anyway, it's... um. It was uh, maybe the mark of someone who was going, an MC that was sort of going, yeah, it's it's, but it's not the end of the world, you know. Yeah, we'll be all right. Yeah, we've all gotten a great story out of it, so you got to you got to look at it that way. You yeah. got to keep positive in these in these times. Yeah, Kate Crook. I yeah. mean, yeah, that is that is good because it's also it's um it's very it's crook also what she's done to her surname. Yeah, hmm. it's not crook what she'd done to our Patreon. No. Because also, you never hear it used in this term anymore as, as like a um, uh, slang for like a, uh, like a robber a criminal. or a criminal. Yes. Yeah, a crook. A crook. A crook. You don't hear that on the news. Yeah. What a name. What a, what a word. It's, there's a lot going on. It really is. It's it might be crook. the most versatile word in the English language. Well, in the Australian vernacular, maybe. In the Australian English language. The uh, It's crook. It, that that was crook. I feel crook, and there is a crook. Yeah. So sick, improper, mm. criminal. Yes. Pretty broad. Yeah. Yeah. All and sort of. You all know, your last name, Kate. Yeah. All bad things. And when you when you think about it, they are all sort of. You know, they are all getting across essentially the same message. Mm. It's a shame that there's not a meaning in there. Well, oh, you've also got the the um the shepherd's crook. Oh yeah. I was going to say it's a shame there's not like a positive usage of it. Mm. I guess the shepherd's crook is probably the closest to that. Yeah. Well, not really. Especially in comedy because that's like well, in com- pulling yeah. you off stage. Well, when it's being used for yeah. – what is that meant to be used for? Yeah. it's. I always think that like these names, like, you know, that's, that's my concept with uh, at least girls' names where, you know, if you have some sort of – like Myrtle. Yep. You, it, the Myrtle is, an, is a first name, and you go, oh my God, what if, that's the fucking worst name of all time, or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, a, what an old grandma name. But then you see that on, like, 
some young, extremely attractive girl, and you go, yeah, it's a pretty cool name, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> Myrtle's back. Yeah. Yeah. Maud Apatow. Yeah. Pretty hot. Yeah. Maud, yeah. Maud. Yeah, who would have thought? Never would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> who, had, who had money on that coming back? <laughs> yeah. Um, Me, when she was in Funny People. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Kate Crook, see, that that would be a cool name for a uh, you know an, an attractive person. All of a sudden, you go, Kate Crook, and you go, yeah, yeah. that's real crook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crook what I'm doing right <laughs> now, thinking about it. It's crook what I got in my head, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's a... It's a snappy name, Kate Crook. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue. Kate Crook. Yeah, there's so much to like about it. I again, I'm, I sort of, I feel like it's too good to be true. Mm. I'm trying to not buy into it too much because it's a good stage name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine if you if you come on with Tony some, Crook. Yeah, <laughs> Kate Crook is good. That's a good stage. If you're not, I I, I never suggest people get into comedy, but Kate mm. Crook, I'll make an exception for you. You should. I think yep. you should get into. Please welcome it. Kate Crook. Kate, please welcome Kate Crook tonight. Kate Crook. The Kate Crook Show. Yeah. Crookie. Um, I like it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Kate. Thanks, Kate. See you on stage. Uh, th- all right. Well, well let's, let's do one more. Yeah. What, are, what are you doing? Are you running late for something or are you running late for lunch? Have you eaten, Tommy? Uh, I haven't eaten, but I literally am running late to go and do my other podcast oh. across town. Uh-oh. How, how, how late are you? Um, I have to be there in 15 minutes. Uh-oh. And it's like a, I don't know. Minimum twenty minute drive, I reckon. Okay, right. So um, we've got to keep this one short. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. It's like uh, we'll just do. One I feel more. like we've actually done longer than we not. We normally only do like two names, don't we? I don't know. I I don't really listen. I don't listen back. Right. Right. Yeah. So we should keep. I this can't one. count. So <laughs> even though I edit and listen back, you can't count. I have no concept of you how many count. we've done every week. Wow. That's, yeah. That's a. That's actually the first time I found that out that you can't count. Yeah. Sorry. I know we've talked about this before, but I can't count. <laughs> Couldn't tell you how many it's, times we've said it, yeah. but I know it's come up before. Right. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, we'll just do, we'll just, how many have we done so far? We'll just do, we'll just do one more. Okay. We'll just do one more. Yep. Uh, and what is that one more going to be? <laughs> That's the question on everyone's lips. Is it? Is everyone asking that? Yeah, I think everyone gathered around the old, um, the old Yui Boom, in the communal podcast listening room in their house. Oh, on the on Just the Sunday on night. On the Sunday night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you you know it's. Uh, I hope you're all, hope you're all uh, enjoying it mm. as as you're listening to it, and uh, as you as you're preparing to listen to the last one. That's that's coming up. Very. I might just start uh, packing my stuff up and getting ready, (laughs) so that as soon as I hit stop, I can. I mean, I can just pick this stuff up and we can just do this in the car on the way. If you need more time, can we? I thought that I need more time. What's it got to do with me needing more time? Well, you needing more time to wait for the unplanned title alternator to spit the name out. Oh. I didn't even think of like. There's no way. I, I, I was just sort oh, of you've got it right talking there. Naturally, it's been oh, right. here the whole time. Yeah, right. Well, what is it then? Yeah, okay. Uh, well, just you know, given that, given that uh, we don't have much time, I'll yep. just I'll just pick a a short one. Okay, a short name. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> Those milliseconds are really going to come in handy. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, th- thank you. 
to Patreon subscribers. Oh, hang on. They've made a request. They want they want their middle name read out as well. Okay. All right. Thank you to Adam, Benjamin, Felix, Gideon, Israel, Jesse, Jonah, Camille, Nathan, Ruben, Phineas, Stefan, Zechariah, Amal, Daniel, Havilar, Jaden, Jared, Joa, Jariah, Lucas, Omar, Rule, Ram, Tim, Zachary, Andrew, Eli, Gad, James, Jason, Joel, Keenan, Nebo, Sargon, Seth, Tyrus, Lyon, Luke, Noah, Simon, Titus, Levi, Jonah, John, Elon, Darius, Asher, Aaron, Jaden, Abram, Bartholomew, Elijah, Gabriel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Jonathan, Joshua, Mark, Moses, Peter. I'll read a bit quicker. Saul, Solomon, Tobiah, Abner, David, Ezekiel, Jacob, Ishmael, Job, uh, Jude, Josiah, Matthew, Noah, Samuel, Raphael, Thomas, Zebediah, Abraham, Ebenezer, Emmanuel, Isaac, Jebediah, again, Jonas, Joseph, Michael, Matthias, Paul, Philip, Simon, Timothy, Zeke, uh, comedy. Thanks, Mr. Comedy. <laughs> and thanks, everyone, who supports the Little Dum Dum Club on Patreon. Uh, October the 22nd, littledumdumclub.com. Get your tickets to the big live 12th birthday show slash Oz Comedy Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, see you mate. mates. <laughs>